Hey everyone, and welcome to the first proper New Year. I mean, this is technically the first proper New Year one in 2021 uh, podcast. Unlimited Train Works, Tushigatri. You know what it's about. We're here. This is like episode 56 or something. I think that's what it is. I don't know. Uh, we're pretty far in now. We we probably can't stop now. Uh, but uh, we'll worry about that later. Uh, with me, as always, is John. Hi, folks. Uh, I feel like at this point, I can't quit anything regarding Chooch. It's, uh, it's been almost a decade now, and um, at this point, if I gave up, it'd be worse than when I started. I mean, you know, don't worry about those sunk cost fallacies, as they say, but I don't think we're sinking anytime soon. Uh, hmm. with That's me a good point. Also, yeah. Elvie is also here. Hello. Hello. Um, I haven't been here as long as both of you, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's been... It's still fun. It's still great. We're... We have... We're, we're great. We have great conversations. Oh. We... We are miserable together. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's absolutely. Wonderful. Also, you said sinking. I don't know. Aren't we going with the... We're sticking to the train metaphor. I, oh, you're right. So, uh, we're going <laughs> off rails. We're, yeah, we're not right? going off rails. We're, yeah, we have a steady schedule. We have, well, that's not true. Um, but it's we, fine. We, yeah, we're on this ticket to nowhere, so it's, it's yeah. a never-ending train ride. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they keep putting the trails down, the tracks down yeah. in front of us, like in an old-timey cartoon. <laughs> There's like a anthropomorphic wolf, like at the other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what Kurt does. He just puts down the the tracks. Um, that is what Kurt's actual conducting position is. It's not yeah. really maneuvering yep. the train itself. It is actually lining up the tracks. Yes. God, I appreciate his work. Thank yeah. you, Kurt. It's very hard work. Thanks, Kurt. Uh, um, well, Kurt has very little in the ways of helping us in the world of anime because nothing is controllable. Nothing is known there's no known quantity i feel like <laughs> that we can ever get I, I don't know if kurt actually watches anime that's um, a great question john like, what do you think you you're like yeah you're like the his father right what do you I, I suppose what do you think so, yeah do does he watch anime he does yeah <laughs> i don't monitor what he does because i trust him and a good parent uh <laughs> has trust in their child uh i'm sure he's making good choices yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah yeah um i've but i i've i've heard that kurt uh, enjoys, um, you know, he enjoys a good shonen, I would say, you know, like, like the classics, little man. you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he enjoys the <laughs> classics, though, we're talking, like, the Yu Yu Hakusho, I think he'd watch some of that, uh, definitely a Dragon Ball, uh, I would say he's more of a Dragon Ball than a Dragon Ball Z kind of, kind of guy, though. Oh, but sure. Still likes Z, but prefers Dragon Ball, that's what I yeah. say. Um, also, really into Utena. Really into a ten. Uh, who isn't? I yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, Kurt's got, Kurt's got eyes, ears, and a heart, and that's all you need to enjoy Utena, basically. You know, he's so he's a real '90s kid at heart. Even though, you know, he's 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 a he's a what's after Zoomer? Is there something after Zoomer? I feel like that. I don't what know. Be. Um, I mean, he in that category. Though. I mean, he yeah. likes newer stuff, though. You know, he's he's keeping up with the with the trends. He's keeping up with the newer stuff too. I feel like you know he's he's watching fucking uh, decadence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I definitely would like to know his thoughts on the sick dog. Like, how does he 
Like, does he even watch it? Or maybe that's too much for him to see another dog that's really <laughs> sick. Like, that seems that seems really heavy to deal with. That's probably bad. Yeah, it's uh, it's really challenging. Um, <laughs> does not enjoy to see. I mean, I, he doesn't like seeing other dogs on the TV at all. You know, it's the he, he oh, it's sure. start, it makes him bark. Yeah. Great, great bit, guys. That was great. That was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. genuinely that was a great bit um okay uh bits aside about what kurt's watching i think we need to talk about what we're watching because we didn't really talk about that too much last time because we were covering you know the year of 2020 as a whole uh, i would not say year of our lord i would say uh <laughs> whatever the opposite of that would be um, probably not even satan himself maybe, maybe no it's it was worse than that by undefinable. far yeah I feel like if you said, like, Year of Satan, you would think that that year was really sick. Like, that was a really, like, cool year. That was not what 2020 was. The Year of Beelzebub. Yeah, I wouldn't equate Year of Satan as bad, necessarily. It'd probably be just something else. A year of pandemonium and chaos. Yeah, chaos. Chaos, It doesn't mean bad chaos. We don't don't have to assume that, yeah. We don't have to assume that, but we can just imply it. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, uh, the whole new season started. Um, there's a lot this season as we covered, uh, two episodes ago now, I think, uh, there's so much this season. It is kind of crazy. And there's also like, like Jujutsu Kaisen still going stuff like that. Um, there's several series like ongoing. still going. Yeah. yeah. And there's going to be even more from this season that go into the next. I saw like, uh-huh. you know, uh, well, we'll see uh, a bunch of movies coming theoretically, theoretically, uh, the, um, Evangelion movie will come out eventually, uh, but they delayed it again. Um, <laughs> and then I think the Year on Ice movie is supposed to again. That's supposed to, yeah, well, as well. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, I feel we like saw, there's another one. Saw one clip that doesn't mean anything, unfortunately. Uh, no, it really does not. Like, I mean, they were showing clips for the Princess Principal movie, and that's just coming out now. Yeah. Like, they were showing that back in like 2018, I yeah, think, which was when it was supposed to. Come when out. it was supposed yeah. to come out, yeah. Who knows? I, man, recently when I've been thinking about, like, because, you know, the big news in the anime world has been all Demon Slayer stuff all the time, I think, pretty right. much recently. And, like, I was just, like, thinking a couple weeks ago, like, oh, God, that's not good that, like, Demon Slayer was, like, the second highest grossing film of all time in Japan or something <laughs> like that. Like, when, the, and then they're like, oh, by the way, the second lockdown started. It's like, yeah, I wonder what caused it. Like, <laughs> wow, man. Like, uh like I th- I'm glad that they're delaying Eva more, but I kind of wish that they would put it out digitally, maybe, and then do the theater thing later. But yeah, I don't I don't understand how the theater system works in Japan, where um, uh, it's still like a weird issue. I know it's here in the not states, great. It's, it's 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 a lot to do with like legalities that I even mm-hmm. I can't explain. Yeah. like how how distributors and the production, like you know, how people are making money, and like how is that gonna you know. But I don't know how it works in Japan specifically, where it's an issue. Where I wonder too if it, there legitimately is an audience difference, and people really do not like digital. I don't know because it, that seems to be the case. It, it could be a factor. I saw that they. I think I thought they did some showings already. I thought there were like some like special early showings of the Ava movie a Probably little while it's ago. Been done for months. Yeah, like, I have uh, no idea. All the all the the collaboration events are happening. Shinji's over there mm-hmm. with Cinema Roll somewhere. <laughs> like there's there's stuff going they down. Got a, yeah, they got a 
Asuka got me to download Honkai Impact, which I haven't yeah. started up yet, but I downloaded oh, it. Oh, I've only seen good things about it. Basically, what they did, apparently, John, in that game, is they just had all the Honkai characters reenact the first episodes of Ava. I guess. Yeah, I, I saw that... Yeah, I saw that the fucking angels were there, you know? Like, you get to fight fucking, like, Ramiel and the other one and all the all your favorites. You get to fight them, I guess, which is pretty sick and something I want to do. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun little game. Uh, but this isn't, this isn't about games. Uh, sorry, not, we're not going to get sidetracked here. Again, I feel like we do this often, just turn it into a games podcast. It is anime adjacent. It's mm-hmm. true. It is true. <laughs> they are they are going to be in like every mobile game in some capacity. <laughs> You're right. The new Persona Five. Uh, yeah, we can we can regulate our uh, Gotcha Game talk to <laughs> this podcast to save uh, everyone else's sanity. Anyways, <laughs> anime. Let's get started here. Um, let's see here. What are we going to talk about? There's a uh, lot. How about we start with Wonder Egg? How do we okay. start with that? We all watched it, right? We all watched Wonder yeah. Egg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. uh, what do we think about Wonder Egg? Uh, Elvi, do you want to start? You want to start with uh, your sure, hot yeah. egg takes? <laughs> some some great egg takes. Hashtag egg uh, takes. Boiled yeah. eggs dropping mm-hmm. here. I, I I'm, I'm quite. I'm quite very fond of eggs. I, I love eggs. Just, <laughs> just to know, if if my fridge is missing eggs, I'm like, oh no, I need to do groceries. Yeah, for eggs. oh same. Because <laughs> I, I just, I adore eggs. Um, yeah, what a very, very interesting show. So it's, I, don't, I forgot what who, who's the studio producing this. Um, I mean, that's the people who did Twenty Two Seven, the idol anime that with the wall. Oh, <laughs> that. and that made a lot of sense when I found I that out. I guess their portfolio is going to be weird stuff if they didn't do anything else. Okay. Yeah. Um, and this is a weird show. It's, this is a weird show. This is by someone who previously has had no anime direction experience. They've done mostly um, live action and like literature stuff, which is very interesting. They've done a lot of stuff that deals with like troubled youth and kind of like really hard themes. Um, and this definitely seems to be a show that might head that direction. But so far, it's just very strange. I mean, upfront, it's very clear about what the metaphor is going on here. I think, but we—it <laughs> is kind of hard to describe, and I—I—I—this I, is, I think, a show too that might be hard to describe too in terms of avoiding spoilers because I think a lot of people are watching this and like, you know, in certain fate that like there's going to be a lot of weird stuff happening that they kind of want to be surprised about. But at least in terms of the opening episode, there, there's this girl who's kind of wandering at night, and she kind of enters this strange twisted version of like what appears to be a skull and she's she's just kind of fighting these weird monsters at some point she cracks open an egg and a girl pops out and she has to help this girl in some way um and whoa it gets like kind of gory it gets kind of gory not like body parts are fun, yeah but there is blood there is blood and yeah like the monsters are scary cgi monsters um not all of them though like there's certain at some point they run into other creatures they're not but um yeah it's a very interesting like mix like 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 visually it's like a mixed medium stuff again cgi it's, it's like intentionally it's supposed to look like a collage it's very colorful um and yeah i think I, at least so far anime seems to make it clear that there's there seems to be some sort of blur between reality and that the fact that this girl is dreaming and she seems to be dreaming about like different traumas unfortunately related to school i um so far it's not really clear to me but per, like what i'm thinking is that she's meeting different people who, who are from her school, maybe, but at some point, unfortunately, like, 
they've dealt with a lot of like their own trauma in their own way, whether it be bullying or even worse stuff like sexual abuse. Um, and she's kind of trying to help them in these dream worlds. Um, and there's eggs. <laughs> For some reason, there are eggs. There, there are sure eggs there. are eggs. We, we got to break the shell. <laughs> yeah. Or we'll never be born. Uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just a very interesting show. It's, it's just, again, difficult to talk about because it's so strange. It's so surreal. Um, I think I mentioned how it has this kind of Alice in Wonderland quality to it where she is just kind of going into what appears to be this parallel world in her mind, but also not sure. Not sure it might be in reality. Um, And then she meets another girl who seems to be keen on, like, what's going on. Um, The recurring thing is about um, what seems to be, like, her own problem with letting go of her the past, or rather she seems to have some sort of guilt over the loss of another friend that we've been seeing in flashbacks, and we're getting getting a little more hints as to what happened there, and... It's, it, you know, it's getting pretty dark. Um, like I said, it seems to be a show that will have a dark direction and will not be afraid to explore these issues in regards to, like, troubling issues when it comes to youth and especially problems in the school systems and whatnot. Again, like, bullying is a big a big thing here. It's, it seems to be a big overarching issue. Um, and, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to, like, what it's going to do because I don't know what to expect. A girl just came out of an egg. Um and curious, yeah, I'm curious to see how it's going to handle some things, whether in a sensitive matter or if it's going to go off the rails and just be bad, right? It's, 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 I don't know what to expect. It's in a, a totally original idea from someone, you know, directed and written by someone who hasn't touched this industry before, you know? Yeah. As opposed to that other show this season from someone who hasn't touched this industry. Uh, woohoo. We'll talk about that later, maybe. I don't know, actually. Maybe not. Um, yeah, uh, I think when you said that this was by someone who generally worked in literature, that really made a lot of sense to me because I feel like it has um, not a light novel vibe, but like a novel vibe. Because there's been a couple of animes recently, I can't call it to mind immediately, um, but a lot of anime recently have been based off of novels rather than light novels, uh, some books. And um, I think you can really tell when that's the case. Um, just from how they're taking advantage of the visual medium because they can for the first time in a way that, like, for example, when we watched Haruhi, our complaint about Haruhi was that they translated the monologue so literally um, Mm -hmm. that a lot of the, like, at, at certain points of that show, it was like, why is this an anime? It was like, just still frames of this room or him and just he's talking and that mm-hmm. was like what is what makes this a show whereas like wondering you can tell that they're really like we have this ability to convey thoughts that would have only been words on a page like that you'd have to write instead of write just writing it all down what this scene is i can show it and i think wonder egg is really taking advantage of that because mm-hmm. um, it's a gorgeous show it really, like it reminds me because Giga ikihara stuff like you said lv uh, the yeah. first time it came out like it really is that um just the the colors are great uh the character designs are really really good like just the fact that she is wearing a hood a lot is crazy to me because you know in in a bunch of anime they just have a hood maybe once and it's instantly taken off because they don't want to mess with the designs too much but she um, is yeah she is uh rarely in a school uniform in spite of the show 
being set or or the, sh- the show's like whole framing is around like a school and kind of like the the underbelly of like the problems that happen in the school but she's always in this she has a very unique character design she also has heterochromia right like like for, yeah. for some re- you know for some reason her eyes are not the same color and it's very, she just she just has a very interesting design but it's not done in such a way where it looks like a bad you know like you know the joke of like the bad oc where like someone put too many <laughs> an angel features beats on him. type but it doesn't character. yeah it doesn't st- it doesn't stick out to me like that i was just like oh that's cute she looks cute like yeah it's very interesting and because i guess it also fits in the context of how strange the show is visually um so it doesn't it doesn't she doesn't stick out she like blends in but yeah you're right like the hoodie too is just very interesting where like i like sometimes it's just done sometimes the hoodie is used for a cute effect like a, a moe effect in such in such a case too but it, it's just like no this is actually just her default outfit or again the hoodies maybe associated with a certain archetype where there's a you know a slobby character right like it's it's kind of associated with like you know like just casual wear but no this is just her character design <laughs> mm-hmm. what do you think john of uh wonder egg um, so I'm all caught up. I watched the first three episodes, um, and I think it's phenomenal. Um, it's been tackling a lot of really heavy topics with, uh, finesse, I feel. It's, um, you know, it's, it's definitely a show that you're gonna have to maybe, like, look up trigger warnings for if you're susceptible to that. But, goodness gracious, it is just, it is not pulling any punches, you know? Like, they are fully talking about things like you know being abused by a teacher or you know self-harm in many different ways um you know whether it be you know directly harming yourself or you know with things like uh eating disorders they are talking about these things but in like a legitimate very smart way and it's not just like laid out in front of you, like you know. It, it's it's stuff that that unfolds, and these characters have a lot of layers. And um, like I, I feel like episode three was definitely the best episode yet. I don't want to go too far into it because I do just want people to watch it. But it's an episode where they introduce a new character who's this like poppy, poppy shithead girl who. Um, she's very outwardly, like, she's very expressive, very in your face, and is very selfish. But she's using all of that to cover intense, intense hatred of herself and guilt. And it's just incredible how it all unfolds. It, it's, it's, it's so, so sad and you know, thought-provoking, and I love it. I really, really love this show. Um, you know, it, 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 it's definitely something that, you know, the, the care, over the 20-odd minutes that these episodes are on, the care, they lay out characters better than I feel like a lot of shows do over their entire runtime. Um, so I would say, yes, it's very well-paced as well. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's really pretty. I, I wouldn't say it's, like, amazingly animated, you know, it's not, I don't think it's gonna win, like, an animation award or anything, but it's definitely a step above what, like, a lot of anime is. It's definitely not half-assed. 
Um, it is it is super solid though. It is super super solid. I, I, again, I think everyone should watch it. You know, maybe, maybe check those trigger warnings because yeah, it does get really heavy. But goodness gracious, is it so good? I'm inclined to agree. Um, yeah, the thing that I appreciated with regards to the uh, teacher bit was that it using the exact language. I think mm-hmm. that someone in that situation, like the, uh, the abuser in that situation would use mm-hmm. like specifically like, uh, yeah, like, oh, I'm just doing it. Cause it's, it's right. Stuff like that. Like, uh, oh, well I can, you don't get to my place without knowing what's right. Stuff like that. Good mm-hmm. stuff. It was a little, you know, I, I think some of it's like, you know, heavy handed, but that's fine. I don't really feel like it detracted overall from mm-hmm. what it was doing. Uh, and overall, I think it's a very effective show. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing where it's going. I hope it doesn't do the original anime thing where it just becomes <laughs> bad at the end, but we'll see. Mm, yeah. Um just hoping yeah, no yeah. a day became I became a god type thing. Uh, yeah, it just there. I hope he's in his room thinking about what he has done. Um <laughs> No, yeah, I agree. Like it's it's hard to trust like okay, my you know, sticking with my personal, like, okay, three episodes in, if I don't like it, I should just drop it. Um, but that, that was, that was terrible. That pull that, that went bad in the last three episodes. So I don't know. Hopefully that doesn't happen here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, 22, seven didn't go bad. So yeah, on the bright, it just, was just <laughs> odd. It was just an odd decision. I, for what wanted to present I was sorry. That did actually remind me. I did have to say one thing, which is that the main character of wonder egg has revealed to me that the person who does all the character, it's the same character designer for both of these. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they have such a specific type of girl. It is like, cause the 22 seven main girl and the main girl from wonder egg are the same girl. They're the <laughs> same exact girl, and it is so does funny to me. She does not have heterochromia, but okay. <laughs> she has the same soft-spoken voice. She has the same hairstyle. Uh, she doesn't have heterochromia. They're just the same girl, is what I'm getting at. Like this is like, <laughs> this is like. Here's my Mew OC. The Mew is the girl from Twenty Two Seven. <laughs> she has heterochromia and <laughs> magic eggs that she finds on the in a gotcha pawn machine. Um, <laughs> the other girl designs in this show are really good, also though. Uh, yes, yeah. right. like. Yeah. Uh, that one girl looks like she's from Bandori. Um, <laughs> yes. And, uh, or like an unzombified version of the Zombieland girl. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, of, maybe uh, a little, like, maybe a little less stylized, but definitely yeah. similar vein. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the, uh, the girl from the first and second episode. I can't remember her name, though. With the pigtails. She's really, I really like her design a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they're good designs. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to the uh, whenever that the the little boys uniform one is introduced. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, good show. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's see here. John, you've been watching uh, Soccer Awards. I watched only half of the anime. I was wondering how far in you were. Um, I think I'm on. I think I'm on episode five, so I'm about where you dropped all off. Right. Um, yeah, that sounds yeah. right. I like it quite a bit. Um, you know, it's it's not anything that's incredible or anything, but God, it is so much better than the game. <laughs> uh-huh. It's making me appreciate the world and the setting and the characters so much more and how much they could have done so much more if it wasn't a romance story. Like, 
Like, yeah. Look, I, I don't, I don't want to be too mean to, um, to, to, to you and yours, Rose, but there's definitely a lot of, like, a lot of folks who will just be like, yeah, you know, just get rid of the man in this anime and it'd be perfect, you know? <laughs> yeah. But. It's true most of the time, honestly. <laughs> it's true most of the time. I can 100% agree for this one. Like, <laughs> they don't, banish not, him to Russia. <laughs> they just send him is to Russia. The, is this the original one or is this so the No. One? Okay, so I can I can explain this real quick. Yeah. Um, so th- this awkwardly came out before the game came out over here. Oh, this and is the recent one. It's a okay. sequel the one to the game. Today. It's a yeah. sequel to the game. It takes place yeah, right after right, the game ends. Um, so you can't watch it until you can't watch it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I obviously didn't stay kept up with it because like it was like on episode eight by the time the game came out over here, mm-hmm. um, and I was you know trying to review the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, uh, so yeah, it, it just takes place right after. It's it's the new age one or whatever. It's it's the same thing. It's just a sequel. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. like. Th- it is immediate that they start fixing problems with the game. Like, the first thing that happens in the anime is they give character to Sakura's mentor. Because in the game, all she does is she just sits on, on a table and eats, like, what? It was, like, omelets or something? She eats, like, yeah. omu rice? That's all she does in the game. She's just... She's, she sits there and goes like, oh, Sakura, I care about her so much. But there's nothing else. You don't even know, like, how she... Tutor and soccer. I mean, like, yeah, you know, she talks about like being her like her sword master or whatever, but that's it. And then, and, the, and then the in this anime, thing, oh, oh, go ahead. The insane thing about that character is that she is a guest. Like they hired the mega the Shin Megami Tensei like art designer to design a woman for the game and got her voiced by Miyuki Sawashiro, and they were like, we're like, we put a lot of effort into this character, and like John said, they, she says like eight things in the game total. It's like, why did you do this? And then she shows the up in the anime, she shows up in the anime, and she's a masked vigilante, and she kicks ass! Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the first scene, is revealing that she's a masked vigilante, and it's like, why isn't this in the fucking video game? <laughs> yeah. And... Yeah, and then they the the whole plot is that there's like a Moscow um team and they all die and disappear except for one girl who who's she's like she's like a little girl and she lost her memories and so she joins up with the 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 um the, the what it's Tokyo review, right? Is it Tokyo? The Flower Brigade. Yeah. yeah, the Flower Brigade. Um and uh then the man goes back to Russia to, like, investigate it. And so because the man's not there, all the girls interact with each other and get character development. It's fucking insane. <laughs> it's it, it's yeah. so baffling that, like, they would... <sighs> like, uh, when I was writing up my, my Game of the Year list this year, I... Uh, get, okay. When I, whatever, when I was writing up my game of the year list this year, yeah, and I started writing about fucking Sakura Wars, I, like, as I was writing, I, just, I was just sitting there like, wow, like, Azami really does have the best character development in this game because she explicitly is not, does not have a route with the main guy. Like, the romance kills the writing of that game. It's so sad. 
Like, maybe if it was a sprawling epic that kept on going for ages and ages. it was a longer ages. game, yeah. Yeah, but then even then, I feel like it would kind of overstay its welcome, especially with the gameplay that it has, you know? Yeah. So, it's it's a real lose-lose situation. But then the anime comes out, it's 100% better, but you have to play through the entire game to get it. <laughs> yeah. It's such a dumb thing, and, like, I'm, I'm glad that I'm interacting with this now, but... When I finish this anime, I'm just kind of kind of just going to be like, all right, well, now I kind of just want more because the the anime is shorter than the game is. You know, it's it's like it's it's like having to dig through a bunch of dirt until you come across like, I don't know, this is such a weird metaphor, but it's like it's like digging through a big pile of dirt. And then right in the middle is like a piece of cheesecake that is like perfectly wrapped. You know, there's it, there's no dirt on it. And they eat the cheesecake, and you're just kind of like, all right, well, that's that. <laughs> you know? It's just like Speedy Diver's life. I guess so, yeah. It's... Yeah. But I, I, I like it. Find a Black Ops 2 receipt. <laughs> yeah. I like oh, it. Yeah. Um, I I guess I should also say that like it's it's a 3D anime. I'm pretty sure it it's looks like pretty good. Yeah, it's like it's like 80 to 85 percent 3D, and it looks super good. Yeah, like I think it's just done in the like whatever engine they used for yeah yeah for the game uh, hedgehog engine <laughs> yeah <laughs> it looks good though it looks really really yeah, good like I, I wouldn't say it's um like land of the lustrous good but i'd say it's only a few rungs under that you know like the combat looks decent it doesn't look super choppy it doesn't look too grody looking like the shading is very good and it has more fucking music than the, sh- the game does <laughs> It certainly does. I remember that was something, I forget who I was, I don't think it was you, but I was, there was someone who was asking me when the game came out, like, oh god, it, oh, this, it was my roommate, uh, is there a, is this just a game about musicals, because I don't like musicals, and it was just like, I was like, you think that it is from the first chapter, but it's not, like, not even a little bit, like, they don't even show them perform, really. <laughs> no. They have them do, like, PVs when they're doing their... <laughs> things it's really weird they have a performance in the show pretty early on yeah yeah it's yeah it's so bizarre and yeah the episode that i'm on is azami and the like bookworm girl going on a spy mission i'm so stoked about that that's great they'd never do anything like that in the game the, the, yeah. one of them would go with the man and if it was azami it'd be fun if it's the bookworm girl she'd be all over falling in love with him or whatever the fuck and it's like like just let them be characters, please. Like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get invested in any of them to want to date them, you know? Like, you think about something like a Persona game or, you know, like some other, I, I don't play a lot of, like, VN's romance stuff, so, so Persona's what I think about because those, that's the only real, like, thing that I, that I play that has that sort of element in it. But when I think of, you know, why I choose characters in Persona, it's because I get to know them, I enjoy them, I think that, you know, that that my character could have interesting relationship with them if they started dating, you know? That's wh- what I think about. And in Soccer Wars, it's 100% just... I'm Like, I-, I fell into the relationship that I got at the end of that game, but, you know, if, if I were to go after somebody, it would 100% just be aesthetics, because there's nothing to their characters, but... Now that now on the show, I do care about the characters, and like if what was in the show was in the game, maybe I would have a legitimate choice, you know? Like, hey, I do enjoy this character a lot. I liked the writing. I would like to see them interact with the main character. But then at the end of the 
say there wasn't even any like romantic interactions. There's one cutscene at the end of the game where they kiss at the fireworks show, and that's it. Yeah. Anyway, it's a uh, pretty okay. Yeah. Show. pretty okay. It's just it's yeah, okay. they did. I think like one of the games that works well not from a romance perspective but the way it works in spite of its romance uh, Fate Stay Night if you will mm-hmm. uh, it works effectively because each route is about how the characters interact with each other rather than specifically that one character interacting with you which is the sure. soccer wars problem yeah like it's uh, yeah like Unlimited Blade Works isn't just hey you're dating Rin it's hey Archer hangs out with Rin. Uh, yeah. He wants to kill you. Um, yeah, no, th- that's a hundred percent it. Like, like it's it's not just that, you know. Like, I, I like it's it's not just that the romance is weak or whatever. Which I mean, it is in Soccer Wars, but it's the fact that you don't get to know those characters and those characters don't interact with the other characters. And yeah. that is, that is the huge shame. Like it's supposed to be an ensemble cast and the strength of a good ensemble cast is seeing that cast interact with each other. And there's none of that in soccer wars, but it's there in the anime. So, um, this is reminding me that I am worried for the future. Cause I, I did like that anime, what I watched of it. And I did mm-hmm. generally like the game as well. Um, yeah, like I still, en- I enjoyed it enough to put it on my top 10, you know? Yeah, they made a, uh, a uh, they hired the Fate Go people to make a mobile oh, yeah. game for that, and it failed pretty bad. Oh, yeah. I remember that. So, worried about that, because I think Soccer Wars, Soccer Wars made a profit, I remember reading, but it was not the barn burner Sega thought it would be for some godforsaken reason. Um, I don't know why you would put a, a series, maybe they saw Devil May Cry, like, come back and get, be like, you know fucking one of capcom's best-selling games and they were like oh we can do that with soccer wars the game we localized one game of in the west uh what a mess like like soccer wars is always niche but then they make a they make a new one and it's not like the old ones like the old ones were all like strategy games so yeah Yeah, if they if they do another one which i hope they do because the concept is great um Mm -hmm. If they do another one, they either need to hire, like, I don't know, a Fire Emblem team, then go back that way, or actually just hire Koei Tecmo to do the fucking gameplay. Because, like, if you're going to do a Musou Combat, you need to do a Musou Combat. You can't Mm -hmm. just be, like, you can't get away with a bad 3D beat-em-up in 2020, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. you can't. You can't. (laughs) You just can't. Like, people aren't going to go crazy for that. I wasn't too offended by it or anything, you know, but it was just like, it's not going to suck people in. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Um, so LV, I watched the first two minutes of this and then I, uh, my roommate decided that it was too much. Tell me about Dr. Ramane. Oh gosh. Okay. Don't I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry if this is a, you know, bridge too far for you. If you'd rather talk about something nicer and not uh, no, no, this what's is, in no, this, this is fine. So, um, Dr. Ramane, gosh. Um, again, like, I feel like a lot of anime, we have, there, there's such, like, a diverse array of all sorts of titles this season in particular. Yeah. You know, in addition to the fact that there's a lot of them. Um, and Dr. Ramane, for some reason, was one of the things we looked, you know, we glossed over, in, like, you know, looking through the preview chart, where it just had a strange description 
and was just super vague about what it was. Um, and the synopsis was basically something like, oh, there's this guy who, um, he has to cure all these, like, ailments for people. And, um, you know, basically dealing with a lot of strange, um, diseases, that, which is essentially the premise. Um, but the but the description said something like, oh, everyone in their hearts has a mysterious disease. And, but there's a doctor who can fight this off, with, which modern medicine cannot cure. And it's, I don't know, it's just very odd. Because when you actually watch the show, it's actually weird shit. Like, oh, this little girl is crying mayonnaise tears. She needs help to stop crying mayonnaise tears. And uh, like weird shit like that. It's so weird. And yet I'm, I'm still watching it. Um, so basically each ail each weird ailment that, you know, people are visiting this, this crazy man. Basically this man is a shithead. He's kind of similar to Senku from Dr. Soon, but he's not as a shit, a bunch of a shithead. He's a shithead in his own way. Um, and he has like this kind of like, you know, deadpan assistant, and he's wonderful because he's kind of like the straight man of the two, and he's always like, you know, you know, like always calling out like his superior basically on the stuff. But yeah, and then yeah, he has a business where he has to take care of like a lot of weird ailments. But um, each weird thing that a person suffering from is connected to some sort of vice, um, either caused by them or something bad happening to them, you know. And then ultimately, yeah, it's just a simple, it's kind of again a simple. They're kind of like parables, right? Uh, per uh, yeah, parables. Where, like, or moral lessons where, like, at the end of the day, it's just about resolving that issue and confronting it. Um, and, you know, three episodes in. So far, so far, a lot of them are just shallow. So far, a lot of them are very surface and they don't really address bigger issues at hand for some of them. Um, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just digging into it because it's very weird. I'm curious as to what sort of weird shit is going to happen next. How is this going to surpass, um, fish cake penis so let me talk uh, about mayonnaise girl first yeah um mayonnaise girl so the thing is she was not only crying mayonnaise she was crying different condiments and the whole thing was apparently she you know and then she goes to the doctor she's unable to cry to prove to the doctor like a regular doctor that oh you know you know everyone's like silly little girl you're just probably everyone's dismissing her just because he she's a child like what this is first of all that's very strange I, if, she, if, if a girl is walking around and saying weird shit is happening to me someone needs to like do a welfare check is she okay like what is going on but anyway ultimately after being dismissed by like normal like hell practitioner she goes to dr ramane and the whole thing is like he basically, you know, like, the whole thing of how he treats people is he's doing the whole, like, reverse psychology thing, like, saying, okay, if you take this, it will help you. But in reality, it doesn't help them. Like, everything, like, so far, everything he's done in regards to offering treatment to people does not actually help them. It's always been, like, okay, they find out that the real cure is, like, I don't know, love or something, you know, something like that. It's, it, it's really just a placebo effect where he's intentionally messing around with people because he's also, again, a shithead, but also he kind of realizes that this stuff is just, the stuff he's giving him genuinely is magical, but the effects from it is not actually helping or it's making things worse in some capacity. Um, and it turns out he just, it turns out that she is actually like a child actress of some sort and her mother like became like really selfish and very verbally abusive to her. Like, she just, you know, her mother became very vain and is just taking advantage of the earnings from her daughter's career. And apparent, and I think that the whole thing where she's crying condiments is connected to the fact that she used to love her mother's cooking. 
like she went before she became overworked as an actress or you know singer or whatever um like a child idol basically um her mother she used to bottle and her mother drew a cooking and whatnot um and ultimately she almost fucking died this is the first episode she almost dies at the end of the episode near the end of the episode because like oh it's kind of gross to describe it's not it's okay this show is not as gory or like it's not graphic as when you think think of it as i'm describing it's actually just it just looks stupid right also the production value of the show is kind of cheap too so a lot of times drawing's really bad but anyway the point is that she almost fucking dies and only then does her mother realize oh shit i've been shitty i should you know i i much rather lose all these possessions that I I bought a rider and lose my daughter. And then the mother is magically not abusive at the end, and that rubbed me off in the wrong way. It was like, okay, that's a little weird, but that's just an example of a kind of like the stuff this series goes through. Now, the next episode, a guy's dick like turned into a fish cake. And it his whole problem was <laughs> and it was it oh god. And his whole problem was that he was basically you know, cheating on everyone. He was just an asshole. He was just, like, sleeping around, and he's not being transparent to, like, all these women he's with over, like, um, like, oh, I'm, like, you know, like, he's, he's, like, yeah, he's just seeing other people. He's pretending that he's, like, monogamous when he's not. Um, and ultimately this, yeah, and I don't know if you, if you take secondhand pain really seriously, don't, don't watch it. But again, like I said, they don't show anything. They don't really show anything. They rather imply it. Um, and, and, and ultimately, it just took him, the guy to, like, come to terms that, like, this is not okay. And he had to confess to each woman that he was just sleeping around. And that resolved the issue. I know, basically, there were, like, a lot of jokes about, you know, Dr. Romney saying, like, your dick is going to fall off. Basically, yeah, this guy's dick was going to fall off and just rot away because he keeps doing this. And that was kind of, like, the whole the whole thing. Yeah, there was just like a lot of gross humor in this episode in particular. But this one, I felt like the message was more clear and better than the previous episode where, like, at the very least, like, it was made clear that the guy knows, you know, as much as his actual physical ailment was going to go away, like, he still caused a lot of harm and that um, he realized, too, that he actually genuinely did love one of the girls and and that didn't just magically resolve itself. It was clear that he still had a lot of work to do on himself and that and it was just very open towards, like, what he was going to do next with that information. Whereas the first episode was just like, oh, her mother was suddenly just magically not awful to her anymore. Like, I don't know. That, I think that girl should not stay at that home if her mother acted that way just because now she almost died and whatnot. So, um, and then just one more episode. The third episode, which is basically a guy was slowly disappearing because um, he stole something. I think he stole a necklace that was helping him steal stuff, but in return, it was sucking away at his soul. But, um, yeah. It was, yeah, again, and it introduced another character and whatnot. I had to admit, like, there's, like, a little girl who's, like, actually a, an older witch who runs a shop selling weird stuff and, like, her assistant. But, yeah, that's, like, the show. There's, like, weird, like, again, someone has a weird thing going on. It's related to a bad issue they're struggling with or something that they brought upon themselves. And then Dr. Ramane has to kind of indirectly solve it by, you know, like, by, you know, like, coercing them to realize, okay, they're doing something wrong here. They need to confront it. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's just, like, very interesting so far. At times, like, it doesn't, it's not really funny. I, I, like, at other times it kind of lands flat, but otherwise it's an okay show. 
I, I think really more so my issue with the show is, yeah, yeah, some of the messages they want to give aren't really strong or they're kind of very, like, weak. It's like, oh, okay, this is like a story I've heard thousands of times for. Of course this guy, I don't know, just, I, this sounds silly, but I'm like, oh, of course this guy's dick is going to fall off because he's cheating. Like, whatever. Okay, there's like tons of superstitions where there's similar things about that. But I guess that's the point. I, I'm pretty sure, I guess maybe they're they're drawing from like actual like silly superstitions where, you know, trying to translate it into like a modern sense, but very strange show, very strange show. Don't know, what, didn't know what to think of it entering in, and still don't know what to think of it watching it. Um. <laughs> I um, yeah, like I said, we stopped watching it instantly. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I guess it was too much for her. Um, I think it was the moment she started crying. Me, yeah, tears, like oh, this is yeah, was like oh no, not great. Um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Like it, it certainly worse, sounds like a just show. Like, okay, yeah. Um. I hope it doesn't go anywhere too far mm. based on what right. you said so far. Like I worry that the irreverent tone in which they handle it while mixing it with, uh, more something goofy. Yeah. 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 Right. Um, you know what I watched that actually reminded me we watched instead of that was, uh, have you seen Kimono Jehen at all? Yeah. Yeah. What a weird show. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I've watched the, three episodes that are out now it's a very strange show i don't have too much to say about it which i didn't write it down but uh it's like uh i guess it's a shift to shonen but like the main the main kid's like some oni type thing uh he just dies like three times so far in the show <laughs> um i don't know i don't know what 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 is going on with that show it has very weird vibes it's like yokai but not really. I don't know. I don't think there's enough of a show yet for me to make a judgment on that. Um, if you watch that instead, it, they look exactly the same artistically to me. Also, those two shows. Uh, they do. You're they look right. exactly the same. I've only seen like one episode of it so far, but like they do. I don't know if it's. I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know. There was one studio, the studio that's doing Cells, uh, cell, uh, cells at Work Black. Mm-hmm are doing like six shows this season because they seem to have hoarded oh them all year last year instead of <laughs> releasing them. Uh, it definitely seems that way at least because they released, again, like six shows this season, which is not a normal thing to happen anywhere. Right. Um, I forget what else they're doing. They're doing a bunch of things. Um, all right. Uh, let me let me run through a couple things that I was watching that uh, aren't necessarily big bangers and then we can talk about a more collaborative thing, I think, again. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm watching slime. I'm probably the only one. Um, yeah, I'm sick of that shit. Whoa. I'm just kidding. Okay. Well, <laughs> the thing about slime is they're really setting up that shit will go down soon and it will stop being like all overpowered joy time all the time. Um, at least that's what the opening seems to imply because they have him in his, uh, little final fantasy villain outfit, which looks really good. Um, but yeah, most of the, uh, first few episodes have just been, like, getting back to the good parts of Slime, where he's doing diplomacy and stuff, and, like, going to meetings, which is way better than, uh, fighting a giant thing, because you're just the strongest thing in the world, you know? Um, or dealing with the kids. The kids, the funniest thing about the kids who really grinded that show to a halt, I remember we've, we, we both felt that way, John. Um... Mm-hmm. The kids are now just in normal school. <laughs> okay. Like, 
he just goes to like check up on them and they're learning fractions and it's just like <laughs> they just like went from like because he was like oh good all the kids won't die from their isekai disease or whatever was that he was trying to stop so it's just like all right now they're just learning math and it's like oh okay sure whatever uh and uh they just introduced a bunch of sexy women that's basically all they've done so far uh they introduced a bunch of like uh animal ladies or whatever um who uh and they did they did diplomacy with that it was uh enjoyable i'm it reminded me of the good parts of slime that i enjoyed so hopefully they can keep that up more because i really do think that it came to a screeching halt at the end of that first season um as things kept going also the millen character who i thought was the weakest character of that show has not been in it at all um so that's good Mm. um because he was just like we introduced a second super strong person basically yeah she's also like really annoying yeah so that's that's nice it's just you're just hanging out with the goblins again and the goblins are doing a bunch of stuff so it's like yeah i respect the goblins goblins are great the goblin they're doing a lot of stuff with the old man uh the old man oni guy i remember him yeah yeah they're doing they're doing some stuff the only thing that i have to comment really as a criticism on it is the purple haired oni lady's boobs get bigger every scene that she's in like literally or do you think they literally get bigger every scene that she's in Uh, i don't they don't acknowledge it in the show like okay i was gonna uh, say very clear it is very clear in terms of animation they are making them bigger every single time she's on screen like they Mm. have just been progressively getting bigger and the only reason i know this is because rimuru is always underneath them yes he's the little slime and she's always carrying him around or Mm -hmm. whatever and I can see how insane they are getting. It is insane. They are like bags of sand at this point. <laughs> they are massive. They are huge. They just keep getting bigger. And I, it is... This is like a game. It's like, how big will they get? Yeah, how big will they get? That's what I'm asking. Well, will it, they shrink? Like, is, is there going to be... Yeah. That, I was like, oh, are they going gonna... to... They <laughs> reset sometimes. I want by like episode six for him to just be like <laughs> completely enveloped yeah. and he's just like help, help me. <laughs> it's so just mysteriously, like seriously she just has none like yeah there's okay. the one episode she just looks nor- normal she just looks like a normal right. uh, just, uh, what? that's it's that's per- that's kind of funny but also wow who's I, doing this <laughs> i don't know it's like oh, they're gosh. so big they're so it's insane <laughs> like it really is like like i said like they reset basically it feels like almost every episode they just reset or like they'll go to a hot spring and they'll reset like <laughs> i don't know it's oh my gosh it it just genuinely because again you they're so prominent whenever they're mm-hmm. in a scene because he's he's under there it's just <laughs> like uh, um on the opposite of a criticism, great thing was when both of the girls were uh, like, we have to make a fancy dress up for he's going to like a round table meeting or whatever with a, with the dwarf king and someone else or whatever. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, you should wear something like diplomatic or whatever or something like that. And they just start dressing him up like a French aristocratic woman and stuff like that. And they're just like, this is this will be great. And he's just like, um, I mean, they're cool, but like i don't know it seems like a little excessive but they just keep doing it and i was like wow this is great he's not even like 
upset about it, I guess, which is what most shows would do, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah. But then the outfit they made, he was like, I want something that's, like, somber, but, like, just for professional. And they just gave him a suit with a cape, which is really funny to me. It's just, like, a red and white, like, king cape. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> Very somber. Um so other than that, uh, the uh, ReZero is continuing to go. And uh, like me and Trixie complained that the last season sort of didn't go anywhere um, because of the pacing issues of COVID type stuff. Um, mm. Meant that like all of the resolutions to the, the setup, which the thing about ReZero is it is a show of setup and then payoff, right? It, the entire thing is like he's fucking it up and then he gets it right that's like the whole conceit of the show and it was just basically we got an entire season of him fucking up and that was it um so it was kind of miserable but now it's like really going through and paying off all that stuff in a really good and fun way um they're finally like covering characters who didn't really get much in the first series of ReZero um like the white hair girl, the main white hair girl. You from all the images you've probably seen of her online, you would probably not know that she does not do anything in the entire series, despite being, like, in the openings and endings for all of them and all this other stuff. Because, you know, Rem was, like, the big thing. Rem was the hotness. Um, it's okay. She's now that, cute. She doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, so Rem's not in the show anymore. Um, and hasn't been for a long time. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're, like, covering, like, you know, Ram, her sister, who no one talks about ever. <laughs> Uh, who's really, really good. Um, I like that her name is Ram. I do too. Um, she's great. She's, she's so much better. Cause she's just like, whereas Rem's like just the nicest girl you'll ever meet. Ram is a real sick fuck. Um, the, so they, yeah, they're covering like Amelia who hasn't gotten much now. And I think it's, they're doing it in a more interesting way. Um, they're covering Garfield who I mentioned, the oh, cat yeah. boy. Um, did some fun stuff with him. Uh, they covered even, uh, his little merchant friend, Otto. They did, like, a whole episode about him. His little merchant buddy. Show so Otto. they're, they're covering all these guys. They brought Echidna back again also, who's been away for a little bit. Uh, she's a great character. Um. She's the white-haired girl. That's what I was talking about, right? No, uh, Amelia's the white-haired girl who I'm Oh, okay. I'm, I'm. Echidna. I meant Echidna. I don't give a shit yeah. about the Okay, Amelia. Whoa. Wow. Okay. Well, Amelia's like the main heroine of the series and she's done nothing. Okay. The whole time, pretty much. Um, I meant Echidna. Yeah, well, Echidna's back too. Okay. And they're, they're communicating together. Okay. Um, it's good. It's good stuff. The funny thing to me is that you can tell that this was planned to be like the first part of the series season mm-hmm. or whatever. Like it was just going to keep going because they're still using the first opening and ending oh, for like yeah. dramatic moments and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's like, ah, uh, okay. Cause the, the second opening and endings have been singles now for months, uh, mm-hmm. out there. Um, I did not know that the band myth and Royd had broken up. Really? They have. Yeah. And, uh, the ladies just, uh, the, the singer lady is just off doing her own thing now, I guess, huh. but they got her for that. So that's good. Um, yeah, just a good show. Um, I have a couple more little things, but I'll break up the pace by talking about something multiple people watched. Um, which is, I'm sorry, John, me and Elvie watched Dr. Stone. You're sick. 
We're still going. You're we sick. Going the train ride does not stop. This yeah. Is All right. Well, nowhere. I'll I'll live vicariously through your mistakes. Well, you know, <laughs> here's the thing. I don't know how Elvie will feel, but I didn't feel too negative about this. I think it wasn't the worst parts of the first season so far. I think they're keeping a steady pace. Uh, hmm. At least so far. I'll let Elfie say what uh, she thinks. What do you think? Yeah, I was surprised. It was Well, the first episode was weaker, but I think the yeah. second episode was honestly like stronger. I was like, oh, okay. They finally decided to touch upon this plot thread that they should have done episodes ago. But I'll start off. The first episode was kind of like, it was just continuing off where we left off. It's winter still. The thing, the, the science-y thing they learned how to do is freeze-dry things. So the ramen, as we all remember, they've been making, that was kind of like the big major dish everyone got obsessed over when Senku introduced it to everyone, is they learned how to freeze-dry it. So they basically... Dry it, not drive it, sorry. They basically learned how to make cup noodles. So, <laughs> so okay. Um, and they didn't actually go into it thoroughly, because the other half of the episode was dedicated to the fact that they were really... You know, I think I think I don't remember if they resolved it, but like they really put closure on like we're gonna make cell phones, we're gonna fucking make cell phones, guys, <laughs> and they fucking did make cell. Phones. Well, no, they made some sort of like tel- they made some sort of phoning voice communication device. It's not really a cell phone, I would say. A radio. And they realized that I forgot her name already, but um, basically, like you know, Lillian, you know, they're, they're ascended that blonde woman who in the space station. Um, their the ancestors. Yeah. I said descendant. Um, the singer. They so basically now. So this is this whole season. I think is gonna hold. They're gonna have like a whole. You know, the Stone Wars. They're gonna have like a whole. That they're gonna try to settle a whole rivalry they have with the other faction of people. And one of their plans was to project the song, like you know that kind of like that pop song <laughs> that we the song she was singing. Oh God, yeah. Phone. To attract like attention, I forgot exactly what the, I don't. It doesn't make sense to me personally, but um, they yeah they were gonna do that because right they found the record that was the whole thing they found a record I didn't figure it out how to play it um and what's messed up as you know Jen Jen as we all know he's a fucked up person he's <laughs> probably the most fucked up out of all of them however I don't dislike him he he is fucked up but he's actually one of the better characters I yeah, think because definitely. of that reason. He reveals he can actually imitate people's voices perfectly this whole time he was able to do this, and they never went over that in the first season. Anyway, he reveals he can actually... So, so they find out that they can't they can't really use the record. I don't know, something about it was like, off? Or, oh, no, no, right, they couldn't play it. Actually, I don't, oh God, I don't remember, whatever. Point is, he reveals he can emulate that singer's voice perfectly, like he can emulate a woman's voice perfectly, and he, he can do it. It's really weird. Um, so that was kind of unsettling. Um, but entering the next episode, they move forward with their plan. They're going to go to the place. Um, and, um, yeah, they, God, I forgot the character names, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's going to come to me eventually as I'm watching this thing. Um, they, yeah, they just go to the place. They're playing on planting, um, like basically... They're basically planting one of the phones there so they can bridge communication there between... To get in contact with Senku's old friends, who, of course, he for some reason just forgot about. He, he didn't, but for some... I don't know why he's just letting his friends be in danger like that the whole time. And at the same time, triggering, like, these sort of bombs they made to, like, f- like fish, fish out, like, some of the, you know, the stronger people 
that they, um, you know, that they were you know dealing with. I forgot the name of the pink-haired girl first. Yeah, the acrobatic pink-haired girl. They, and then meanwhile, they kind of tease that there's this new character. He's like an archer. His like color scheme is yellow, so I'm going to call him the yellow guy for now. I don't know if he, they said his name at all. The Yellow Ranger. <laughs> the Yellow Ranger. Yeah, they're all like, they're like color coded. Like I know, I realize the 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 um, the Sukasa Empire, right? The other people, like they're all like color coded, but the Senku Science Kingdom is not. So whatever. Uh, <laughs> Their flag <laughs> sucks ass. I just want to say, so, like that's <laughs> yeah, the big thing that stuck out to me. <laughs> right. Right. And ultimately, at that yeah, ultimately, at the end of the day, they. Um, the point is they found the fake, like, Senku grave that was made, like, at, in the Tsukasa part, and they plant the cell phone there. Again, not really a cell phone, it's more like a walkie-talkie, I realize, now that I'm talking about this. They go back, um, and Senku finally talks to, like, his two friends from the beginning, after all this time. <laughs> Thinking they, they were, you know, not sure if either of them died... You know, we're, we're focusing, like, you know, Senka goes to this village, right? Like, you know, and then, you know, people who descended after his dad. So I don't know if they're all uh, his adopted dad, because, right, they, they were like, no, no, we don't, we don't want to imply Senku's related to these people in case people want to ship him with these girls. <laughs> yeah. Or something romantic comes up, right? They just last minute said his, his dad adopted him. God. They look exactly like. Yeah, I remember that. But, yeah, Fuck. But yeah, they finally they finally are bringing attention back to these two characters that were with us in the beginning, which is, you know, um, and that was just nice. I think that was just nice to end on that note. There was like a lot of progress with that. It's like, okay, this is getting somewhere. But this I feel like this should have been dealt with like episodes ago, maybe not to the extent of like, oh, we're doing this hot, you know, we made all this technology. But why in the hell did, he, did these three trust each other that they wouldn't die, given that they're on two separate factions now? I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just now going on the truck of like this whole like back and forth thing between Senku and Tsukasa. But the thing that stood out to me the most was the music's actually really good. The music, yeah. the theme song, the ending song especially, and I'm like, wow, I can't believe this. And if not even better, I think compared to the first season music, it's it's actually legit good. And I think you know, Rosie, you were saying, you know, you felt like even the production quality improved too, and I think it's just because of like all the money now being put into the show because of how successful it yeah. is. So they're kind of just upping the ant with it. And this seems like a more action focus. I don't know about action, but like more, more, well, actually, yeah, action, like more action focused season, probably too, given how things are. So I have to imagine it will be, um, I mean, they changed the title and everything, right? Like it's right. Uh, the Stone Wars. I don't know. I don't know anything about where it goes. I got like I get push notifications from Shonen Jump app, which I have not used really ever. But the push notifications are really funny to me because they'll just say things like Boruto's into a little bit of an oopsie this week or something like that. <laughs> and I just think it's funny to get a push notification like that every now and again. Um, so I've gotten some about Dr. Stone. None of them have been like decipherable to me, even like uh-huh. as knowing the show where it would be like, Senku setting sail. And I'm like, where, what? Okay, sure. Whatever. <laughs> like <laughs> things are getting hectic in Chile or something like that. And I'm like, what? Oh, okay. They're another country. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. Who knows where this goes? Uh, I saw like. So if they say it at one point, like the second depetrification, and I was like, "What? Like, what do you mean the second? Like, okay, um, yeah, we'll find out. Uh, yeah, I, I've been enjoying it. I think they had a much better pace overall in terms of like, you know, 
teaching the thing and then having it be in practice, which was something that, again, to like echo what I was saying about slime, like something they sort of got bad at as the first season got on. It felt like Mm -hmm. it was just like they forgot, like they forgot, like, okay, there was a formula. It was good, but they didn't really stick to it. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. And it was just like. Yeah, like, uh, the way that they were like, hey, we're going to explain how we're making freeze-dried food, and then we're going to, like, in the next episode, like, subtly be like, hey, the reason we can win win against these, like, super freaks who can do backflips and stuff is because, like, we have rations and, like, communication <laughs> and stuff like that that let us, like, survive. Um, <laughs> we eat it? enough. <laughs> yeah, like, literally, like, because, like, they're able to, like, outsmart the, the gymnast lady, the pink hair one, um, because, just because, like, Again, they're eating food, and she's just jumping through the trees all night and stuff. <laughs> like, right. Um. So yeah, like uh, yeah, I, I I'm optimistic. I think for where they're going with the season, we'll see how it goes. Um. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's see here, John, it's your turn. What would you like oh, to talk boy. about? You can you can take your pick here. Uh, you have a couple things. You want to talk I do. about Eurocamp or Heaven's Design I, Team? I was gonna go for Heaven's Design Team. All um, right. I am. I'm pleased with the show. Uh, I read a good amount of the manga, and this is doing a fantastic job of the representing that. It is just a quick little funny show. Um, you know, it's there's. I don't have too much to say about it because it's just a comedy. It's just a nice light comedy. Um, for those of you who don't know too much about it, you know, we talked about it a little bit on the preview episode, but, uh, this show is about, um, a hypothetical scenario where the good Lord above created all of life actually didn't do it because after doing most of it, God got bored and was like, you know what, I'm just going to delegate this to some angels. And so it's just about like a group of angels who are just sitting around a table coming up with ideas for animals. And it's honestly just very funny to see how just absurd animals are. You know, you think about all the things that exist and how just completely insane they are. Cause th- one of the running gags is that a lot of the characters will like in the process of trying to come up with something new, will come up with like a mythical creature you know, like a, like a unicorn or an ogre or something like that. And then that gets rejected. But then they change only like a handful of things about it. And then it's like, oh, no, this is a real thing now. They're like, <laughs> they started out with an ogre and then they edited it slightly and made it so like its body could properly relegate heat and that it's, you know, it could handle its own weight, et cetera, et cetera. And then it just turns out to be an elephant. And it's like, damn, elephants are just, like, these fucked up weird animals, but they work because they're real, and we just don't really think about it, you know? So I it's... think of, like, so many animals are so fucked up, but we're going to be real with you. Like, you know what animal is the least real animal? I say this all the time, because I Which love one? them. The red panda. What a load of shit that is. That is yeah. not a real animal. That is, like, a fake animal that just, like, that is an alien that landed here and is trying to blend in. Rose, that is what the... It does look like... Yeah, it does look like a fantasy animal made up a hybrid of different things. Yeah, it's too cute. What are you going to say? That is what this show is about. (laughs) That is 100% the gist of this show. It is just, hey, 
there's some weird shit that exists and you know it's it's very cool that they exist um they also have those like kimono friend style things they don't like bring in zookeepers which you know that might be that would have been cool but they do have like little bits where they're just like hey this is how this animal actually works in real life but i mean they explain those the animals pretty well while they're doing the quote-unquote creation segments too because you know like they talk about how you know, like, certain animals, if they're too tall, the blood wouldn't get through their entire body and they die. Or if something is, like, too bulky, they die of heat stroke. And, you know, like, they talk about how, like, you know, polar bears are that big because they're in the Arctic, so they can be cooled down more. But if you moved a polar bear somewhere that wasn't cold, they would die, even though, like, a, a, a smaller bear could survive. It's, it's, it's very informative, but also very funny. Um... You know, it's it's just, there's so much incredible, there's so many incredible things in this world, and Heaven's Design Team is just a great little celebration of that, um, but in a humorous way. And so I enjoy it a lot, and I would recommend it to everybody. Um, I mean, I guess I could continue. Uh-huh. Uh, since yeah, that was go right cool. ahead. Yeah, uh, I'll talk about Eurocamp for a bit as well. Um, Eurocamp is back. And it's just as good as before. Um, it's it's same shit, different day. But I mean that in a good way. Because it's just more Eurocamp. It is just as good as it was back then. It's hilarious and heartwarming. And the highlight of the week. Because you watch that and you feel alive again. It is... It is your... your it is a, a shot of adrenaline that you need. Are other of you watching it? Not yet. I Very would fall asleep. Though. I would be <laughs> I mean, killed by multiple girlfriends for this, but I would fall asleep. <laughs> I mean, that sounds lovely, honestly, you know, getting... It, 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 it kind of makes sense, yeah, in the backdrop, yeah. it's just running. I guess that's the point. Rin's out there solo camping, but then she's like, wait, no, I can, I can hang out with other people. That's how it was in season one, but you know what, she's, yeah. she's, she's grown. And she enjoys her solo camping, but she also enjoys the company of others, and it's great. Yeah, there can be both. It's very good. It's very good, but I have, like, nothing to say about it because it's your camp, and <laughs> nothing <laughs> happens, but... That's good to know. In a I good way. I think it's... It, it's it, yeah, it's good that something like this, it's like, nothing changed, nothing new to say here. If there was something to say, it probably might be bad. Exactly, like, yeah. yeah. Like, nothing to report, Captain. We are... Plotting, we, we are going full speed ahead here on your camp, the your camp ship. It is just, it is just good. It is just good. Um, and I mean, you know, that's, that's kind of it other than the usuals. But I mean, if, if, if you'd rather I wait for that, cause I don't know. Hey, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I'll give you, I just want to, I'll cover a couple little things. Okay. And then we'll do another round. We'll do another okay. round. How about yes, that? Yes, yes, we'll of, of course, of course, of course. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. LV, you, actually, you you take a pick. You take a pick of what oh, you want to go from this list. Uh, actually, tell me about I asterisk chew. I star chew. <laughs> I it, like, the, I got the title stylize it as yeah. I star chew, but I think that pun is just I chew. So um, which kind of sounds like hi chew the candy. Um, and um, I, I, at first I want to comment, there is like an unusual amount of 
titles this season. A lot of them, you know, just just as a separate statement, yet there are a lot of unusual titles. <laughs> but there's an unusual, like, larger than normal um, titles than we had in a long while in this season, where there's, like, a lot of them that clearly have some sort of, like, uh, the shonen pandering uh, element to it. You know, whether it be an idol show, or there's just it's just a show that has an entirely, like, male cast. And I've watched all of them so far. A lot of them are bad, so I just dropped them off, uh, you know, on the ground, not looking at it again. So I'm settling with these two I've listed so far that are okay, that have caught my attention. Um, because at the bare minimum, they're not bland. They're actually interesting, and that was kind of the big problem with a lot of them so far. A lot of, you know, I mean, not so far, but a lot of them, where their, their, pro- their premise is... Um, we got these attractive, like, Bishonen boys, and we might sell merch with them, right? But Aichu is actually interesting, and the thing about it is that Aichu is, alas, though, based on a mobile idol gacha game thing. But it's actually interesting so far, um, because the character's interesting, and then, like, what they have going on is interesting. And they seem to, and based on what I'm reading about the mobile game is that they're taking a huge departure from it, where, again, like, a lot of these idol games put you in the role of, like, a producer managing these people, these units. Whereas the anime is just not doing that approach at all. The producer character, who is a woman, canonically, she's just not doing anything. She's just, like, on the side so far. I don't know if they're going to do anything with her so, like, further on, but it really is just jumping around between focusing on the different guys, um... And yeah, I think it's, they're like interesting. Like, again, they're interesting. That's like, I keep saying that word, but that's, <laughs> it's kind of sad how that's like a bare minimum of like what catches my attention. Because again, we have this problem where like all these shows with these huge ensemble casts for the intention of like, we want to do gotcha stuff with them, stuff with them. They're not interesting. Like they kind of, how do you repeat the same archetypes over and over again, where it's just, where, where, where to, you know, that, that would be still sustaining my interest as someone who's like watched a lot of stuff or consumed a lot of this stuff. And I think they're doing a good job so far because they're, I think I don't think they're handling stuff in a way that it's um, balancing between um, yeah we're gonna do like this little slice of white thing while also showing the idol I don't know like the vibe of I choose specifically reminds me a lot of Idol Master Side M which I thought was a legitimately great series because Side you know Idol Master Side M specifically was focusing on the male um, units in the Idol Master franchise and I I think they did a good job of like just looking at these characters and looking at their regular lives and how Side M specifically was analyzing how does an older man, like, break into something like this? How, like, you know, it was just, like, yeah. it was just a lot of stuff evaluating um, things in regards to masculinity and, like, breaking that stigma of, like, you know, and again, they were not, the main unit they were focused on, they were not old men particularly, but old, old and older in the sense of what typically an idol would enter, right, and how they're marketed. But it did stuff like that, and I feel like the series is going in that direction, if not like in a lesser, <laughs> in a lesser thoughtful way. But I think it's doing that. The funniest things to me that's grabbing is like it's outright showing these people suck. Like <laughs> <laughs> the main unit they're focusing on really sucks. Like they're not great. They're like just everyone's just sucking so badly. So they're like basically all in this idol school. Um, what's the most fucked up thing is that their principal is a giant anthropomorphic teddy bear man in a crown. Uh-oh. No one's questioning it. I think he's actually a man in a suit because the way his voice acting sounds mixed, it sounds like someone actually muffled speaking from a suit. <laughs> but no one's questioning it. No one's saying anything about it. I don't get it. That's kind of the most weird thing to me. Um, but that's that. It's kind of fucked up. But point is, 
they're doing a good job of just showing how these people suck. And they I, they don't really show that, I think, in other idol shows I've watched where they're just kind of succeeding right away or there's some sort of Mary Sue quality about, like, oh, yeah, they're just gifted and they just, they just break through right away. I don't know. That's what I kind of liked about Love Live. They kind of showed it up front over, like, wow, they did not... Like, the first episode is, in, you know, like, iconic. They just... They're performing, like, at a show, and then they just don't get good reception at all, or no one shows up. It's really funny. Yeah. I, I know it's cruel to say that, but it's just good that they showed that. Um, and they're doing that here. Um, and, like, literally, the main so the main unit, again, the main three guys, uh, again, there's, like, tons of other units. They're, they're literally, like, you know, I think, they have, I think they're doing a thing where they're trying to gain numbers first as they're training. Um, and they're literally performing in the street like every day, and no one's paying attention to them. Um, they deal. Uh, the most recent episode, they dealt with a big show, and no one cares about like any of them, like because they're like headliners for a bigger idol. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting so far. Um, and again, like the characters are all archetypes, but they're done in such a way where I think they're doing a good job of just jumping around between them. But it's funny because some of the characters are outright just copies. I feel like of characters from specifically. Orin host club like literally there's a guy who's just tamaki but a different <laughs> hair color there is literally a guy who's just the twins but they're just a different hair color well guys there's char- a character who's literally just momoji he walks around too with a plushed animal just a different hair color and all three of them are in different units uh, it's just it's, it's just it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, it's just odd but out of like all the like out of all like the like these shows that just come it came out this season like oh we got a whole bunch this one stuck out to me so far and like it's it's keeping my interest um just a quick comment like there's another there's like a the ice skating tournament show very boring because there's again it has a huge ensemble cast but they're not doing a good job of like keeping me invested at all but this one is and shockingly i would have not thought this one would have because again it's based on a game and i feel like they these shows that are based on like a mobile game specifically tend to do the bare minimum of keeping my interest um, or they just don't do enough to convince me, like, okay, I want, I can take this in as, like, its own thing, and I don't have to consume the game. Like, sometimes they do things where it's just like, oh, this is just an introduction to the game. Right. Whereas, no, I would want to enjoy this, like, without the context of this just being an advertisement for the game. And I feel that way so far. And, yeah, I looked into more of the music, and the music's pretty good. It's pretty fun so far. It's good. I'm glad that there is more stuff talking about, in general, like, older people quote-unquote here uh, right doing things when they're just like barely 30 (laughs) i think in general like um just this wave of uh, anime where like they're in college instead or they're like just yeah stuff like that where they're moving the bar forward away from high school has been really nice to see but i think like the ironic thing i was thinking about this recently when we were talking about day i became god is like when they make the high schoolers anime now the high schoolers are doing like deranged things that high schoolers should not be doing like right. stuff like in that anime or um uh it's a great transition. I'll talk about Promise Neverland after this, but like Promise Neverland with their super genius babies or whatever, right? Like stuff <laughs> yes, like exactly. that. Like the opposite end. Uh, I, I do hope that there is more stuff like this going forward. I imagine in Japan, it's the type of thing where it's just like, since there are more and more people who have been like, or who were for the most part, uh, forced into a life like as like, you know, salary men and stuff like that. And, like really as they're getting up there in age like 
actually branching out into more creative works like they had wanted their whole life and stuff like that and having that mm -hmm. be reflected in their work um i think that's interesting to see uh, I, I think too to also i think it's also acknowledging what still remains to be a problem with the shrinking child demographic as well like yeah so now you have more of these people like you now have an older population of more and more people into anime they're indeed adults they're indeed adults we're not so a lot of times that makes sense too besides like depicting okay we're going to actually depict people in their proper age group as they should but also it makes sense that if there are you if there's kids being depicted they're kind of depicting them in, in situations that are very cynical um and i guess that that kind of is some sort of weird I don't know, like like a collective venting, probably. You know, yeah, just like a, exactly. You know, just kind of go deep on us, and I don't want to assume, but I wonder too if, like, you know, one, you know, you know, a Japanese millennial who's watching this stuff, it's like, okay, yeah, this is like a more accurate representation of my frustrations when I was growing up. You know, you know, again, something like Wonder Egg Priority. That's, that's yeah. like a very stark. The more grounded example of it, but yeah, something like Promise Neverland, like super babies going doing insane shit, going into <laughs> dark stuff. Um, super Genius Babies three, uh, <laughs> well two. This is season two, right? Um, that I, I I think it's just an interesting shift towards a more cynical perspective on like what youth lies versus romanticizing it, which typically happens in anime at least. Yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, like, I mean, you could view Promised Neverland to an extent as an almost, like, allegorical look at what, like, the world is like for a children in Japan because of how things have been set up, right? Like, even if, like, the declining birth rate is a result of their direct capitalist policies and stuff like yeah. that that have forced people yeah. into the situations that they're in. And, like, that makes the world, even if, like, they were having kids, the world would not be a nice place for those kids, right? Like, it wouldn't mm -hmm. be great like they would have to adapt way more than anyone else and things of that nature um man they gotta f that's the thing that always gets me about whenever like you know shinjo uh, shinzo abe went out there and was like oh we have to fix the declining birth it's like i can tell you right now how you can fix it do you want to hear how you can <laughs> like i have i have a few ideas that would make it really easy to we just, fix we just it had this, we just had this like era briefly well it's not, i wouldn't say an era it wasn't clouding it, it was kind of an era weird, <laughs> it was like weird, 10 years this, well, no, there, he, oh you he mean created like an era of a different kind but i'm just yeah. saying in anime terms and anime manga like we just had this weird splurge of bizarre preg like pregnancy prevalent in anime that was definitely an indirect like response to that. Whether or not the people who created this stuff were aware of it or like, I don't know, subconsciously they're like, yes, <laughs> babies, you know? Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> we got to move to the countryside and have children. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh. Uh, so Promise Neverland, let me tell you. Uh, so you remember, did, did you watch any of that, Elvi? I know John didn't. I think it was just me and Trixie. I have not. I have not yet. Okay. The second season. So do you, oh, so, so did you see the first one, though? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you remember the Super Babies. So you know where that ended, yes, the super where they, they all escaped their hell house. Right. Um, yep. So the first episode literally opens with them being chased by, like, huge demons <laughs> in a forest. Okay. And, like... These other demons show up and just murk those guys. 
and oh. they learn all about demon religion for the rest of the episode, basically, right. and how there is a faction of demons that basically don't believe in like killing and eating humans at all. And they reveal like what the nature of that world is. I don't want to spoil it too much here. So if you'll mm-hmm. watch it and other people will watch it, but they reveal the nature of the world at large, which is pretty interesting. Um, in terms of what that means for things going forward. Um, I, I'm very curious cause I saw a lot of people when the first season was going was like, Oh, it's so weird to think about this series as they, they were reading the manga or whatever. And it's so weird to think about this series as being about them escaping a house. Cause that is like not what the rest of the series is about at all. Cause I remember when the first season was airing, there was some, there was a sexy wolf lady on Twitter and I was just like, who is the sexy wolf lady? Like, what is going on? And then, and then everyone was like, oh, she's from Promised Neverland. And I was like, pardon me? Like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. what? And yeah, I think it's going to get weird. It, it, yeah. is, it is already getting pretty weird. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see where it goes forward. Uh, there, there's one thing I have to spoil just because it's like the funniest thing I've right. ever heard. That's fine. Okay, it is. So the, the, these demons help them. And, like, teach them how to hunt and, and kill and, like, mm-hmm. animals and stuff in the forest. Gather herbs, do all these all this stuff to survive, basically. And then they send them off at the end. And this, one of the demons is just, like, smiling or whatever. And she goes, this, this tinier demon girl's like, what? Why, why? What's up? And he's just like, you know, we could have reported them or whatever. Even if we didn't eat them, we could have reported them and probably lived comfortably for a while. And she was just like, well, I don't want to do that. And he's like, me either. And he's just like, my reason is because if they just live in the wild and reproduce or whatever, our religion doesn't say anything about eating wild people (laughs) or something like Uh. that. It was just like, so like, it was just like, dude, you're playing the long con that you might get to eat a burger in like 130 years or something like that. Like, this is insane. That's the most insane motivation I've heard for a character. Which I guess they're trying to show the demons are are twisted, right? Because they're just twisted. Um, I don't know where they go with that. I don't know where that show is going in general. It's, It's very weird. They're just, they're set up in a way right now, but I, I don't know. They're introducing technology. It is, whatever it is 2028 or something like that for them so it's it's really weird i don't know it's it's really weird show yeah um other than promise neverland i'm thinking about what i'm watching uh did either of you watch the spider isekai no not yet no Oh man! A lot of stuff. There's too much stuff. I know. I know. I know. Too much stuff. We've all seen to have watched a lot of different things. Yeah, it's it's a good spread though. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, there was also a lot of stuff I ended up like not committing to, so that was kind of thing. Oh, like taste testing things. So. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um. So uh, the spider isekai is pretty good. It's basically um. So I know a couple people who have been reading the light novels for this for a while. Um, and what I've heard is in the light novels, basically the entire thing was set up to a like payoff basically. And then a lot of back flashbacks for a while. So what they did instead, which I think is really smart with this anime is they are concurrently having those things that were flashbacks happen at the same time. So basically what's happened is the girl gets easy hide and she's a spider, right? That's the premise of the series. Right. Okay. All of her classmates also got easy hide like a couple of other series. 
as well. Okay. And so what happens is, like, they meet up eventually or whatever, and then they, they explain what all those guys were doing. Instead, what they do here is this really good... Um, uh, I'm trying to think of a word. A contrast between them, where it's her doing all of her insane spider things, like barely surviving or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like showing them all do normal fantasy isekai stuff. <laughs> and then being like, like, I don't know, one of them will fall down the stairs and they'll go, this is horrible or something like that. And then it will jump cut to like her on fire, like rolling around in a cave or something like that. <laughs> just being like, ah! And I think it works really well um, oh, no. for that what? series. Um, it's just fun. It's, um, I think it's like, uh, it's definitely inspired by things like slime and things of that nature. Like she has the little, you know, computer voice you leveled up or whatever, but they're, they're going a lot more fun directions with it. Cause it'll be like, she'll be like, all right, I know I'll just get like, you know, the, the ability, the slime guy got at the, in the first episode where he's like, he can detect things or whatever. And like, learn abilities of everything so she's like i'm gonna get that ability first and it's gonna be great and then it's just like she'll like walk up to a wall and she'll be like use the ability and it will just be like it's a wall (laughs) and it'll just be like and then she levels it up and it's like it's a rock wall (laughs) and stuff like that and it's just like a ton of abilities like that or whatever that i think are, are really good um like she like i think the last episode she just got like she was like all right i'm going to get like i'm gonna spec into a stealth character because that makes sense for spiders right they're stealthy they gotta hide and i got poison already so this makes sense i'll do stealth things so i I, i'm gonna i'm gonna upgrade my ears or whatever and do this thing and then she can just hear everything and it's just like like ah this is the worst i have a (laughs) headache all the time now this is the worst ability (laughs) i've ever gotten it's just like it's a lot of her suffering basically and then just like (laughs) these like fantasy princes and stuff like that that are just like Oh, good heavens, I'm learning how to use magic, <laughs> which is, a, I just think it's a really great dichotomy um, to set it up that way, because, it, yeah, I think I think that it'll still make that, like, you know, whenever they eventually meet up, I think that'll still make it effective without having to then info dump everything that has ever happened, like, in the books or whatever. Um, the only thing I take umbrage with is that there is this other girl who got isekai'd uh, in there or whatever, and she got turned into a little, like, puppy dragon. Uh-huh. It's like a dragon with puppy, like, floppy ears and everything, and she just hangs out on one of these guys' shoulders and stuff all the time. And it's, like, phenomenal, and she just, like, is really strong and cool, and she's complaining the entire time. And everyone's like, I'm so sorry you have to be this. And I'm just like, that's, like, the ideal life right there. Like... <laughs> There's just like a floppy little dragon thing. Like you don't have to worry about anything. Right. Man. Ah. Oh. She's like you think this is you think a girl thinks this is cute and I'm like, "Yes. Yes." <laughs> oh. But I, I, it's a really fun show. I was expecting it to be um you know, pretty trite stuff, but I think they're doing enough fun stuff with it um to just uh make me want to play JRPGs more. <laughs> I really <laughs> just want to level up. When I when I do things, um, yeah. Also, the ending is absolutely insane. I recommend looking it up if you get a chance. Mm-hmm. Just I saw it. It's very good. Absolutely. The girls insane. were hanging out. Yeah. The one thing that actually reminds me the, the thing that I really liked that I learned is that she looks like a normal spider enemy to everyone else in the world, like a <laughs> RPG spider. That's just her self image that she's really cute. She thinks that right. she's a really cute spider. Aww. 
Like the ending is just her crying about not being a sexy magical girl or whatever when she got isekai. Yeah. So. It's <laughs> fair. Um, so yeah, watch that. Uh, the only other thing I have to talk about is Log Horizon, which is back. And it's Log Horizon. It's and that's pretty baby. much all I can say about that. <laughs> uh, it really feels like it did not stop. It has the same production values. Uh, the only thing that has changed is they changed the opening for some reason and that I will never understand. But the opening is done by Bandmaid now, which is just a band full of maids who does <laughs> rock music. So, you know. Good. That's pretty good. Um, still the best MMO anime hands down it actually feels like that dude played mmos he probably played a lot of mmos when he was in prison <laughs> yeah if he had internet yeah um yeah i'm i'm the i'm the only thing i'm scared of is the opening has like do you remember when i was complaining about the uh magical index openings where it's just like they just keep showing people like there's just like it would do like a cut for the opening and there would be another group of like six people or whatever it just <laughs> kept going and there were like 70 people in the opening that's what the log horizon one felt like this time where it was just like every cut it's just like i was like i don't know who that why are there 10 maids on the screen who is this why is there just like japan now? what okay what is any like it was just very hectic um but yeah it's still good um it's only on Funimation, though, so, you know. A lot of shows this season are on Funimation, which uh, I'm never happy with, because Funimation has the worst distribution of any uh, site that I've seen in a while. I'm not going to come out here and say Crunchyroll is good, but compared to Funimation, they feel like, you know, an incredibly well-put-together website. <laughs> And and now they're owned by the same company, so Crunchyroll's going to become worse, probably. Yeah. Great. It's great. I did hear that the Funimation app for the Switch is apparently quite good, because it's a completely really? different... It's highly specific. It's because it's right. a completely different app. Uh, huh. The All the other That's ones that are on, like, the PS4, the PS5, stuff like that, they're, all, they're the same app, right? Just... No. Right. The yeah, Switch yeah. one is completely original. Um, and so it's it's not broken because they decided to make an yeah because they make a new one program and, and they refuse to apply that approach to the other one. Though. Maybe they will. <laughs> maybe they maybe they'll just re, you know release this one everywhere else now. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't okay. I don't know. I I cannot pretend to know the technical specifics behind what makes that app work better or not, but. We can hope. My favorite is um, when I watch an episode and, like, it's using subs of some entirely different series. Yeah. But it was probably, mm. like, of something else I just watched in my playlist. And I'm, like, watching the whole thing and I don't realize it until some minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> the dialogue does not make any sense and it's not even synced. My two. It happens so many times more than it should. Yeah, no, it does. It's so bad. The two things that always get me are, one, uh, this might just be a Roku app-specific thing. I've only ever seen it with Funimation where it will just like right. all of a sudden melt the entire screen and turn oh into you know, other, an anime we were watching before. Like, what? That's it weird. will just like, oh my gosh. It will like melt into Technicolor and then turn into the other show or whatever. Whoa. It's insane. I don't know why it happens. That's scary. The Funimation subreddit said it happens elsewhere too, so I don't know. It's a nightmare. 
The Funimation subreddit is really funny if you ever go there because it's just people going, so like, is the app still shit or what? I haven't watched in a while or something <laughs> like that. This is all the posts. It's, it's just a status check, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's no actual dialogue. And, and similar to your issue, the other favorite thing that happens is that the subs will just randomly become delayed. They'll just all of a sudden, yeah. like, you'll be watching and then there will be no subs for like a full 20 seconds and then it will come back right. and start slowly pl- like playing as right. if it had never stopped. And it's like, I've, oh. yeah, I've had no other issue with any other like service in regards yeah. to like, streaming something that, you know, and I, I usually put on some, I usually put on English subtitles on anything I watch um, if it's same if I'm streaming yeah. it. And never had any of those issues. I don't know what they're doing when it comes to like their their the files of the scripts that they're. I don't know what what the deal is and why is it going off the rails. It's because I mean, like, I don't know. I, I can't pretend to know. I assume they're just terrified, right. and they have like some really bad, insanely specific setup to like really try to curb piracy. I guess probably they seem yeah. really paranoid about that stuff overall. So I don't know. Oh, it's so bad, though. <laughs> uh, um, all right, LVM. Do you want to talk about... Uh, oh, okay, so there's two things you have here. All right. Um, do you want to talk about Oh No, Sashomaru, What Have You Done? <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, it has happened. It has... They have confirmed it. Yeah. Um, in Yashihime, Sashomaru indeed has foddered the two twin characters, our main characters, and Wid Rin, uh, and um, yeah, a lot. That's actually the last episode I saw. That was just the episode where they showed the flashback, and um, then he fucking like takes the. Where he just fucking takes the babies, and then Rin's like, okay, and and, uh. <laughs> and who knows what insane evil shit he's doing. But also, what's great about um, so that in itself, that's an issue. I have a lot to. I have a lot of thoughts on that. I'm sure you do. Many thoughts that are obvious and what I feel about that, but also I what more importantly it does reveal what happened to Inuyasha and Kagome and like okay why are they also absentee what happened to them and I think that's 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 actually important to me. I was like okay that's that's interesting um, and it seems like to explain why Maroha is the way she is is because she was probably raised by Koga and I was like oh uh. that makes sense um, and that's kind of that's cool that's cool stuff. Um, it was great to see. Um, Moroku again being exactly what I expected to be him it, at this point in his life. He's just depressed uh, for some reason. Uh, and his kids hate him. Well, no, they don't really hate him. But um, they, they, they have like, they, I don't know, it's just interesting seeing how like his um, own, um, yeah, it's just interesting and good to see that. Okay, we kind of have the classic example where we're returning to see these main characters, but they're not in a great situation right now. They're kind of like have their own problems going on. What bugs me though at this point we kind of we kind of have set in stone that okay we're, we're meeting old characters, they have they know what happened, but again unless there's some sort of underlying thing to justify why they're acting the way they are, why is no why is no why is no one telling the main characters like okay, your dad is this this is what happened why is no one telling these girls this why is everyone just being weird and being like oh they look familiar. And then they don't actually say shit to them. Yeah. Why is no one explaining stuff to them? It's like whenever like people are like, oh yeah, you know, Yasha's your dad, Marilla. And she's like, who? I don't know who that is. But then they don't like say they don't, yeah. they don't they don't follow up and say, actually, what what why don't you what? Like, why is no one following up on them? I don't understand. That would if they 
Ugh, that's my most frustrating thing about this show. It's like, why is no one just explaining shit to them? That would just resolve the problem at hand is, you know, like, what they're trying to find. They're trying to find out where they came from, what's the deal with these per- eye pearl things that their parents had, and, like, <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I truly do not get it. <laughs> like, it's very frustrating. We knew it was going to happen, okay? We knew it right. was going to happen. <laughs> like, I'm still, like, I like can't believe like, that it happened, I guess. Because <laughs> it was like, why were they stringing us along? You know, why were they giving us hope? Why are they giving us, like, <laughs> right? some sort of, like, vague thing that this was not what was going to happen? <sighs> and at the end of the day, my real frustration is that it does not even make sense. Like, again, yeah. this is my, my bigger issue beyond, like, okay, this is not okay. You know, again, people can walk around the circle being like, well, unfortunately, those relationships happen at that point in time. No, my main issue, ultimately, you know, besides, you know, the age and, like, power dynamic... Is that it does not make sense. Like, it does not make sense for his character who just does not show any emotion to anyone. Like, all these crazy-ass shippers, I'm sorry, they are crazy. I'll say that up front. I don't care what they think of me. All these shippers who are like, oh, yeah, he totally shows emotion. No, you are looking at subtext. This character has not showed any yeah. emotion or care to anyone. Ever. You are looking, you are looking through the rose, the rose-colored lines of, like, a shipper hoping <laughs> that Shishmaro deep down was showing care for this girl. Um, in addition, in, in the con, like, again, like, this is my, again, just, why can't we have characters that are just kind of coded as asexual? There's, it's possible for yeah. them to, like, appear in a sequel and, like, oh, you know, and, like, and, and, like, again, this, I, 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 talking with other people who had other theories, like, it, I feel like it would have made more sense if he had, like, if he fathered kids with someone who, like, was not important, and I feel like that also makes more sense because it just shows how like he does not care for people. I think yeah, like uh, Virgil Double May right, Cry, yeah, and like and then like if they just died or something, like okay, whatever. He just was so like dismissive of it, especially how he, it showed him too, like being weird with his own children, his own daughters, for the sake of like some other motive. And too, like just it, it, just in the context of like how the series is, like you know, again, like just back to the argument, like okay, there were a lot of historical relationships like that that just happens, whatnot, and sometimes it's just one sided, right? That's true. That could be true. That what Rin just saw this is a one sided thing in her experience, in that character's experience. But like in the context of Inuyasha itself, every relationship that they showed in a positive light has been what a relationship is in the modern sense, where there is a two sided consensual like romance for each other. You know, Yasha and Kagome, you know, Sanko and Mur- Yeah. And, and despite how, like, petty the tropes they went through, they still, like, physically and, like, externally, the series, series showed them, like, having a crush on each other, showing affection, some sort of thing. Like, we have not seen that with Rune and Shishmaro, and thank it, God we haven't, because, again, she was a child. Yeah. Um, it, but they have not even showed that and made a strong argument here where she is older. It's like, okay, she's now older. She is an adult. But she's still referring to him in a formal way, and it's like, oh, that's not great. <laughs> that is weird. We have not seen any relationship like that where we have this formal one-sided dynamic, which, again, refer- referencing in history, where there were a lot of relationships and marriages like that that were kind of arranged. We have not seen that. It's shown in like a positive light in the series. So it's weird that if that's the argument that they're doing here, like... They're not doing a good job at selling me this relationship, right? It's 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 very icky still. I I always thought that what they were going to do when they didn't immediately say that it was Rin was right. that they were going to pull the old Tamamo bit 
where it's like, oh, he just like his his little puffy cloud, like he separated <laughs> it from him and it became children like or that. something. I feel like that could have right. been like more interesting. Like they're just like, hey, you are like little Shoshomarulets or whatever, something like that. Like, I feel like <laughs> it could have been interesting, you know, or it, like. It, it, right. It feels like they just like picked. Oh, yeah, that's the closest female character he's ever been to. <laughs> her. That's what it feels like. And it's like, wow. That's not great. <laughs> yeah, it's really not great. It's like, it's like, ooh. <sighs> yeah, I just don't know what they were thinking. I really don't know what they were thinking with that. I guess they weren't, is the thing, right? It just, they weren't. They Dang, weren't yeah. thinking. <sighs> um, <laughs> do you want to talk about uh, Geki Doll before I get John the usual bit? The usual. The usual. Sure. Um. Um, yeah, <laughs> Geki 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 Doll or Geki Idol. Um, it seems to be playing words based on what I've seen so far. It's very strange. I was debating about dropping the series because oh, yeah. it started off really boring. However, it has a very strange premise where, again, classic classic idol story. Like, oh, this girl is inspired, and I want to be an idol, and then she's going through all the hoops and hurdles over that, and making friends along the way. This show. Okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> this show is set in the near future, I think. I don't know. I don't know. It's set in some sort of rhetorical future. And it's set in a city where the city next door just disappeared. There's a giant crater, like, next to the city. And literally, just some sort of disaster happened where the city just vanished out of nowhere. Um, and... <sighs> And they don't address it. They don't talk about it. They, like, talk about it briefly. Uh, but there's a fucking whole ass city that's just gone. Like, it's, it's just uh, gone. And they, they kind of revisit it again briefly in the most recent episode. But they just don't talk about this giant elephant in the room. Well, a giant crater in the ground. That's what it is. Um, that Just in this backdrop. And they're just focusing on the idle stuff. In addition, um, it's tied in with this utter like one shot thing this this ova called alice in deadly school in which a bunch of these girls are stuck in a school and have to deal with zombies and apparently alice in deadly school is a fictional story set in this world um it's a play put on by the idol troupe the main character is with like it's it's some sort of weird thing there's they're doing like a lot of weird stuff with the show and it's not showing it's not coming through at all with how boring and just slow the show is there's like a lot of interesting stuff going on, but they're not really selling me on it. The second thing is like the actual idol aspect, which is again does not feel any different compared to any other idol premise thing. Like their whole thing is like, oh yeah, they have this like advanced technology now, where like the idols like are doing this like whole holographic thing. What they're showing is not that impressive. They're showing like literally these characters watching a movie theater, and like the idols are just doing their stuff like a musical concert show. Like, like what they're trying to go for is what's similar to what they do with the idols in Macross, where they do this amazing, like, huge projections that can even be seen throughout space and, like, this whole 40 stuff and stuff that borderlines, like, virtual reality or, like, some sort of magical illusion going on with how the concerts are done in Macross. They're not doing that here. They're just literally, like... Like, the, like the, in the first episode, this girl's in a theater watching this idol show. It's, like, a, I guess a musical-slash-acting movie. And there's, like, nothing fantastical going on i guess like there's like the 3d effect that's they kind of like a, you know wearing 3d glasses in a movie theater and the stuff pops out that's what's happening but there's nothing really impressive going on um 
And yeah, but yeah, there's like this weird dark underbelly of this show that is not really being focused on because I don't think they know whether or not that that it's there. Like they keep forgetting it's there. But at the same time, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where the series is going. It's so strange. So that's why I'm still watching it. But they're just they're just kind of it's just like kind of going along the road of like here's 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 this idol show with a weird premise but they're not even exploring the weird setting you know they're not even right. the weird premise at all and then now it's going into weird serious stuff like one of the main girls reveals like oh i used to be a gravier idol i'm like whoa what the fuck because these girls are young they're very young that is messed up mm. and like now they're kind of exploring it i'm like okay that's weird that's interesting i'm curious as to where this will go but there's also still a giant crater like next to this city why yeah. is no one talking about this and it's just i don't know there's like a lot there's like so much going on with the show it's trying to be like a dark idol show i guess but it's not working well so far it's just it just feels very bland so whenever something is revealed it's like oh that's kind of weird and it's just jarring because then they decide to focus on that arc so i don't know that's like kind of the arc so far um I think the most thing I'm impressed by is like, oh, they're going straight up like this is a girls love show too. That's pretty oh, okay. much it. That's like, oh, okay, that's impressive. That's like a neat thing. But other than that, there's like so there's like so many elements in the show that they want to be dark and ex- like serious about. Like they want to be like, you know, they're trying to be like, oh yeah, actually, yeah, this is an idol show, but it's not. There's some fucked up thing going on. But it's not. It's not. It's not giving me any anticipation to any of that whatsoever. <laughs> it's just it's just uh um so yeah i'm sticking around it because in the most recent episode they in fact have revisited like city disappeared years ago stuff and there seems to be some sort of implication that the president of their company might have something to do with that or maybe not um i don't know yet and also they did show a flashback that one of the characters lost her friends to that accident so yeah it seems like they're finally getting to it but it's like four episodes in (laughs) like why I don't get like what they're trying to do here. Um, yeah, I um, this is reminding me of the show After Lost that I watched like two years ago now. Uh-huh. Um, that was this really mediocre thing, but it was it was the exact same concept that you're describing. Basically, one of the cities just blew up. All the people in it just vanished. Um, right, got like otherworlded or something like that. Yeah. and but the entire show was just about how the main girl was in an idol group. It was like. Going that's back, flash, yeah, flashback exactly about her being in an idol group and all this other stuff. It was so weird. It was one of the weirdest shows I've ever seen. And then I found out that it was a gotcha game. And it was like, but the gotcha was just you roll it to unlock MP3s from the idol. It was very strange. It's a very weird thing. Huh. Um, the only thing I was wondering about this was... I heard it had like some cross promotion thing with some other anime. Yeah, well, was that's, it... what the, that's the Alice in Deadly School thing. Okay, okay, okay. But I don't know if there's anything else. But yeah, they're just it's it's it's, it's odd. That's so weird. <laughs> it's also not based on anything, so it really is. They're trying to do some strange multimedia thing. I would not be surprised. Maybe after there would be a gotcha game, but not now. But um, and I, also I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they put out more like anime shorts, um, like related to their whole troupe or like oh yeah it's just a fictional story they're acting in the show but you can watch it as a separate thing i heard the alice in doubt school thing is bad though (laughs) it's trying to be uh, from my understanding the criticism it's like oh it's trying to be intentionally bad but it's actually just bad (laughs) um (laughs) so yeah i don't know it's it's very weird um i'm kind of worried about it too I, i feel like it's gonna do it's gonna pull like a sudden 
And a lot of people dropped the first episode because it really was just boring. It was just strange. They set up like, oh, yeah, there was a fucked up thing here. But now it's just a boring idol girl show. Um, but I'm sticking around because I have a bad feeling something messed up is going to happen, like, at some point. Like, near the end. And then it's just going to be insane. It's just going to be like, uh, like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just building it up in such a boring way. <laughs> but I have a feeling it might go off the rails. Or not. And I'll just be really disappointed. <laughs> so... Who's, who's financing all this is my thing. Like, I'm not, like, that's not uh, that insane. It's just mainly specifically, I just wonder, like, because I was thinking then again about After Lost, and I was just like, who looks at these concepts and are like, like, like in this case, in Gecky Doll's case, who is looking at this? Like, which would be, is, you know, like you say, like, whatever, it's fine. It's like, fine. It's, it's not like notoriously bad or anything. It's mostly confusing, if anything. But it's like, it's, it, you would get it. But then it's like, who's financing like that to also have the Alice and Deadly School thing with it, right? Like, who is saying, like, <laughs> we need this multimedia thing? Like, for After Lost, who was like, we need to make a gotcha game out of this. We need to make, <laughs> that gives you MP3s, and we need to make an anime about it that has a simulcast, like, a simul dub. It had a simul dub in five yeah. languages, that show, that, like, no one has even mentioned ever. Like, it's like, who is putting the money into this? It's so weird. It's so weird to me. Um, all right, John, do you want to talk about uh, things that make sense that the money went into them because they are staples of our every week, every day? <laughs> Folks, every, yeah. Everyone. It continues. These continue, but we're getting to the end of Healing Good Precure. Uh-huh. We are getting end to the Evangelion end. Evangelion type yeah. ending where the dog... <laughs> gets really sick oh i mean the dog is getting very sick because um what happened was um i i I can never remember the fucking pathogerm people's names um what happened is the buff guy uh hatched a plan because he wanted to be he wants to be the king biogen now so he left the portal open and um what's her name Fuck. Why am I so forgetful about this shit? I'm supposed to be the big fan. Um, <laughs> the main girl's Nautica, and then it's Chiyu is the blue girl, and the yellow girl is... Hinata? Yes. Hinata, thank you. Hinata sees the portal, a portal to the, to the fucking Byogen world open. And she calls up the girls. She's like, listen, we gotta go in there. We let's let's end this now. And so they go in, they have a big fucking fight with King Biogen, and they whip his ass, and they win, they kill him. But then the buff guy is just like, ha ha ha, you fell into my trap. And he takes a bunch of the like crystal shard things, and he shoves like 50 of them inside of him. And then oh he God. becomes the king. He becomes powerful enough to be the king. And so he's just like, all right, I'm going to kick all your asses. And then he does. He whips their ass. There's like a like a 10 minute long scene of him just beating the shit out of all of them. And then he he leaves to go into the real world. And he leaves them in there. And they're stuck in there for a bit. And he just starts causing a fucking ruckus. And the dog is sick. The dog is fucking sick. Um, 
And so they figure out that if they do their big beam attack, they can open up a portal to get out. And they get out. And they start fighting all the all the mega Biogen, whatever the fuck, um, that he summons. Because he summons a bunch of them all at once. And they take care of it pretty quickly. Um, but they get ready to start fighting him again. But then the girl shows up and she's like, oh... Well, I don't want him to be the king. I want King Byogen to come back because I'm in love with him. And the buff guy gets fucking absorbed by the energy of King Byogen. He's still alive and he absorbs him into him. And then he becomes like ultimate form King Byogen. And he looks like he looks like an evil version of Latte's mom. Oh, that's really good. It's good as fuck. It's good as fuck. (laughs) And so he like goes back to regroup or whatever, but the girls are just like, fuck, he's super strong. And that's like where we are now. But the twink is still there. And he's like, he's running away from King Biogen because King Biogen also wants to absorb him. And and the twink's like, no, I don't want to die. He actually gets his ass beat. And he appears before Nodoka, the main girl, and he's like, please, let me let me join back up with you. Let me go into your body and recover. And she runs away. And he's like, you think you thought I was selfish? You're selfish. You're selfish just like me. And it's like, he that's not, she just doesn't want to fucking let a, an enemy heal inside of her. Um, but that's where we are now. We need to, we're, I, I think we have like two, oh I think we have like two episodes left, folks. And... It's it's going fucking crazy. It's legitimately good. Um, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm really am. Do do either of you have thoughts about uh, Precure I, and how it's going? Listen, I've seen I've seen a Precure before. I know it gets whack at the end every time. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll watch another one of the new ones these days. I've still only ever seen the first one. Hey, look. The new season's starting soon. You know, it's it's gonna have mermaids in it. Oh. Yeah. Well, and, never uh, mind. I hate mermaids. That's reminding me of that weird mermaid <laughs> anime. M- mermaid Melody. I don't know. It was like a year ago or something. Oh, okay. It's not. No. Mermaid was much old. Mermaid Mermaid Melody was like another um, big match. Well, not big, but it kind of had a big following for magical girl mm. anime. Mm-hmm. They are mermaids. And then if we're gonna go over Pokemon real quick, folks. First episode we got here, Ash's Farfetch'd is a fucking bastard, and the whole episode is just Ash's Farfetch'd. It's a Galarian Farfetch'd, I should mention. Uh, is just a fucking bastard the entire time. He's just, like, being a dick and fighting everybody. Um, just very mean. I'm, I'm looking at, um... I'm looking at the uh, the uh, the fucking trivia for this episode, just to let you know. Uh, this episode marks the first appearance of a number of Pokemon species in the main series after long ap- absences. Um, P- Pupitar hasn't appeared in the anime for 674 episodes, and now it's returned. Just to let you know. Wow. Felt like everyone should know about that. Um, there is there is a part, because most of the episode is an honestly pretty well done and shot uh, fight scene. Which is kind of rare for Pokemon, you know. I, you know, I have my qualms with Pokemon battles in this show. Um, I thought this one was very good, but at the end of it, it's Farfetch versus a Girder, and he, Farfetch chops the Girder's like 
girder in half. <laughs> Which is, like, crazy to think about. Like, the tr- the guy, the, the Pokemon's trainer is just like, don't worry, I'll make you a new one. It's just so hard to think about, you know? Like, they, they're, like, born with those, right? Like, the, the, the timber, they... That's... That's like violent. Yeah, yeah, like they always have their piece of wood, and then Timber always, ha- or yeah, Timber always has the word wood. Girder always has the girder, and then Conkledur always has the concrete. You know, that's messed up. Mm-hmm. So then the next episode, uh, they get called out to a farm where there's a bunch of Diglett causing trouble, and it's just that. It's just about them fucking around with some Diglett. Um, there is there was a a pretty good joke. Where uh, Team Rocket, for some reason, are close by trying to um, grow their own food, which is really depressing because that they're so broke they need to just like grow like random crops and they're very bad at it. Um, and uh, there's there's a there's a pretty good moment because Meowth just has like a robot to do the gardening for them, and uh, they're like, oh well. Music helps plants, and so they just start pl- blaring a song, and like Ash and Go, and everybody runs up to like tell them to stop because the Team Rocket doing what they're doing is what like drove the Diglet into the garden. And so when Team Rocket does their motto, it is just extremely droned out by the music, and it is incredibly funny. Um, but yeah, it's just about Diglet. Um, the next episode, um, the next episode seems like it's going to be fucked up. It's an episode about Suicune. They are, the, Suicune is getting hunted by, like, poachers, basically. But, uh, it looks like Go catches Suicune. So Go might have a legendary. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, he's trying to get Mew, right? So. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Time I, steps. I don't. I can't think of a time that someone's caught a legendary like that in the show. I mean, there was like properly. Yeah, because last season, you know, Mallow like came across that shaman, but that was just like supposed to be like the spirit of her mother or whatever, and then it like left after a couple Ugh, of episodes. God, I about that. And I don't. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I. I haven't watched all of it, so maybe someone else had like a legendary for a bit. I don't remember, but. Well, don't you remember that little stupid motherfucker who had the dark cry and the fucking other thing? Oh, I mean, yeah, like there were Gen there, four. Yeah, there were parts in like the like the elite four, not the elite four the like league battles where someone would be like, "Oh, I have a Latias," you know. Yeah, it's what a load of hoo ha. And I kind of love that. I kind I kind of I love don't. That. I just remember that was the year that it was just like. That was where where Ash had the epic Greninja or whatever and everything. It was Gen Six, I guess. Then it was the epic Greninja who was like very cool and looked like Ash, and then they just lost to a Charizard, and then like they beat the Charizard somehow, and then he pulled out Darkrai, and it was just like, oh, okay, Mister OC over here. That's that's very funny. I'm not gonna lie. That's 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 good in my opinion. I think it's funny. Um, it's just reminding me when I was a little kid, I went to the Pokemon like across America tournament thing. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I'm going in with my team of little buddies that are all like, I thought about their team and stuff, but it's like mining and shit like that or oh, whatever. No. And then like the dude I fought was just like, I have three Mewtwo's cause there's no rules against that. <laughs> and it was just like, cool. <laughs> and that man's name was John Machonsky. <laughs> 
<laughs> there you go. That is uh that is your your regularly scheduled update. Well, thank you. Um I think we got through everything then. We did. All right. So then John, you can go right into questions here. All right. If you want to send in a question or an opinion, remember we like opinions too. Go to videogamechoochoo.tumblr.com slash ask. You'll sound like these folks right here. Uh, first off from Natalie. I want to know what any of you who have been watching Eurocamp Season 2 think of the apparent obsolescence of the talking pine cone. This is true. They have moved on from the pine cone. Like, they... The pine cone is there. The pine cone appears in this season. But they very explicitly have a scene where Simarin says something along the lines of, like, I don't need a pine cone for this fire. You know, I've figured out better ways to start fires, and the pine cone is sad about that. So how do you all feel about that? I don't know. He needs a send-off. I don't know. What is what is the pine cone? In the show, whenever whenever when they started making fires, they pointed out that like okay. using a pine cone is like good for like a fire starter. Yeah. And the little pine cone would go like konnichiwa and like make little noises and be like yeah, it talks. It talked. And now it, I guess they they have they have deemed it unworthy, I suppose. That's sad. <laughs> it is sad. They have grown past the pine cone. They always forget the little people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we we've we've reached more advanced camping here, you know. They've refined their skills, right. but you can't forget what got you there. The pine cone was there for them. You can't forget your roots. Mm -hmm. You can't forget your pine cones. Yeah. Sad. Uh, And then Anonymous asks, If anyone else is watching Heaven's Design Team, did you learn any new random animal facts in the show? Am I the only one who's watching it? Yeah. So far, it's nutter. But I can drop one when you you finish, because I've learned a few things recently. Okay. Um, unrelated to the show I yeah. I think the thing that I learned that was messed up was just the existence of that like fucked up looking worm thing that they showed um, what, what I, it went extinct I think it was just like a big oh. it wasn't like gigantic gigantic but it was pretty big for what it was and it was just like some super messed up creature that like existed back in the like I don't know maybe like after the dinosaurs but probably around like i don't know it it was it was a long time ago but i don't think it was as long as you would think um and just like seeing stuff like that it's very scary um you know th- you learn a lot on that show um you know th- th- there's a character on that show who just thinks that like fucked up animals are cute so she's just like talking about how how cute it is that she gave like I don't know, like like a like a an echidna, the spiked penis, the spiked double penis. Like she thinks that's adorable. Um, she thinks that like uh, those like she thinks it's cute when uh, starfish like shoot out their stomachs so they can eat things that are bigger than them. Um, I actually I actually didn't know that that's that's something interesting that I learned. I I thought that starfish did that to like escape predators, and maybe they do do that. But I didn't know that they did that also to just, like, eat things. Because then it could, like, just wrap its stomach around something, digest it, and then bring its stomach back in. I didn't know they could do that. 
So there, that that's that's a random animal fact that I learned from <laughs> from that show. All right, I've got a few. Are you ready? Okay, These are I'm, just random oh, that yeah. I've learned in the last month because right. I'm constantly viciously looking at things yeah, I'm for ready. no reason. <laughs> I'm ready. All right, so Galiscopod, the Pokemon, mm-hmm. I didn't know that it was right. based off of the fact that there are real shrimps out there that can throw punches that are like 55 miles per hour. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like a mantis yeah, shrimp or something. Yeah, so funny. It's crazy. That's nuts. <laughs> um... There was this one thing because it was going around this picture of an elephant shrew. Have you ever heard about those? Yes. Oh, yeah. I love them. They're very cute. I didn't know that they were actually genetically similar to elephants. They're like, they're more similar to elephants than they are to like a rodent family. Like rats. Yeah. (laughs) And that's fucking nuts. And then the other similarly to that, because you can see that you can see the through line here um, where this goes now to the next one, which is that the baby elephants suck on their trunks like thumbs, like babies. Aww. And I thought that was like, oh, that was the through line. I was just like, oh, elephants are adorable. Now I need to look up elephants after. I mm-hmm. um, They're weird and adorable. There was something about a bird. I can't remember now. But there was some fucked up thing about bird. I don't know. Uh, I love axolotls. Yeah, so- something else I really like about that show is that they'll get into like competitions about... Um, like how to like undermine each other's animals like for example um one of the characters made like invented birds and um then one of the other characters invented snakes and specifically like made snakes that could like climb trees and eat the eggs and so you know like a a chunk of the episode was like the bird creator trying to figure out a bird like nest situation that could protect the babies and then the person just kept coming up with like different ways that the snake could get up into the tree or get into the nest to eat the eggs then eventually they just came up with like the secretary bird that just kicks the shit out of the snakes (laughs) it's just like i can't come up with anything better than that that bird just wins it kills my snake like they're, they're like overly protective of the things that they created and um there's like one old guy the guy who like invented the horse he keeps wanting to make the unicorn, and so they just keep, like, showing why the unicorn would suck. There's just, like, an entire part where it's, like, yeah, it would, like, screw up its heat regulation, so it would, like, have a seizure and die every de- every time it-, it would be born. And, like, they were like, all right, well, then, like, make it so the horn regulates heat. And then it's just like, yeah, well, then if it uses it to attack something, then it- it'll break and then it'll die. And it's like, okay, then make it hollow. And then it's like, well, yeah, if we do that, then it's just gonna, you know, it's gonna be like a fingernail and it's just gonna get, like, scraped off and it's gonna, like, die. It's just, like, all these, like, scientific reasons why these, like, mythical animals couldn't exist. But then, you know, th- then they take that concept and they're like, well, we can kind of make a, a-, a unicorn by just you know, slapping it onto an undersea animal, and then it's like, oh, okay, God, God accepted it, it's a narwhal. <laughs> and they, like, explain, like, why it works for the narwhal, but it wouldn't work for, a, a like, a horse for an on-the-ground an on animal. And then, like, that same guy's like, oh, well, I want to make a kelpie, I want to make a horse in the water, and then, you know, that just gets edited down to a seahorse. <laughs> it's, it's cute, it's fun. I remembered what my bird fact was. Hit us. It was that toucans curl up into a ball because I was wondering about like toucan patterns and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that they have on them. Yeah. They curl up in a ball so that it looks like their beak is the their whole body, basically, mm. um, yeah. when they go to sleep. That's cute. So it's they can only sleep when they do that. And it's very cute. Mm. 
right. Well, thank you so much for your fact. And thank you all for sending in questions. Thank you. All right. That's it. That is everything then. Uh, just a reminder, we are watching Ping Pong mm-hmm. as selected by our patron. Was that James Tarr? Correct. I who picked it. Awesome. We're talking about that in two weeks. Um, so take your time. It's a great series. Classic, some might say, at this stage. Um, and uh, yeah, if, all right. Uh, if you want to get episodes of the podcast one week early, go to patreon.com slash VGCC. Get this show. $3 a month gets you it. It's early. Two episodes a month. Usually, I know recently we've been a little off kilter but you know there's so much going on it's game uh, of the year we're, we're almost done we're normal now basically we're basically at normal almost so yeah by the time this comes out to everyone it will be normal um so yeah uh thank you all for listening and thank you both for joining me as always mm-hmm. um it's great uh and we'll uh, see y'all next time on another episode of Trishkatri. see ya Kaka